Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by chest-mounted surveillance microphones. Got a neighbor that's dealing crunchy herbal rave X in the apartment next door? Maybe he's got a neck tattoo and winks at your wife in the hallway. Hey, fuck that guy. Chest-mounted surveillance mics is the way to answer all of your prayers. The discreet mics only will work if they are mounted right in between your nipples. No drug-addled paranoid drug dealer will ever check you for a wire if the wire is on your chest. They may check your shoes, they may check your hat, but they'll never check your chest. All you have to do is put on the mic, randomly knock on his door in the middle of the night, and tell him you'd like to purchase some of the dopest dope you got, my G. His degenerate brain will immediately become clouded at the thought of corrupting your young mind, so he will instinctively sell you some drug. Enjoy the peace of mind that you have a microphone of the highest quality and the most secret, holy of hiding spots right in between your sweaty breasts. Chest-mounted surveillance mics, we guarantee 100% of our wires, because if they find it, you're dead anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Todd Gaines is a clever one. So what are you up to tonight? We're going to this party tonight, this warehouse thing. Some sort of rave thing. Is this going to be cool? Yeah, I guess. Does a British guy still work here? He went to Vegas for the weekend. The British guy usually hooks us up. Let me see what I can do. Give me a number. I can't believe you're selling allergy medicine. Oh, we're out of that. We're down to two of aspirin. I think I feel something. It's really smooth, isn't it? What do you want for Christmas, Claire? We just kissed a little, okay? Hello? He's a drug dealer. He's a good guy. Oh, he's the good drug dealer. Listen, I just want to make a deal here. Can we make a deal? For you, Money Hall? Now watch what I do with his wrist. You know, I watch all these cop shows, and they never do it right, ever. Keep it close, there's an extra ten bucks in it for you. Get in the car. You stole a car, shot a bouncer, had sex with two women. So now you're an entrepreneur. You shouldn't do this, Rana. Just drive. Well, if you gotta go... Doug Lyman, the director of Swingers, Tay Diggs, William Fickner, Katie Holmes, Brecken Meyer, Jay Moore, Timothy Oliphant, Sarah Polly, Scott Wolf. You know what I like best about Christmas? Mistletoe? Surprises. When there's nothing to do. So sad. Would you say you're open to new things? Accept what you've done. Is your British ass happy now? When you've gone too far to stop. There's no body, there's no crime. Put her in the trunk. Stop! What? Stop it! What? It's a Miata! This spring... Yo, man, I told you, my mother's mother's mother was Your mother's 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 my mother's This ain't roots. If you were any less black, you would be clear. <laughs> Nothing will take you farther. It's stuck! Go. It's all right, I'm okay! The more trailers we watch, the more I just hate trailers. I specifically I remember that. seeing this trailer and, and that gunshot at the end. I was like, ooh, that's kind of intriguing. Except that trailer wasn't the worst, actually. No, it totally makes you want to watch the movie. But then you're going to slowly realize you've already seen it. Because <laughs> they just showed you like bullet points, yeah. what happens in every storyline.
Cause I can brag your favorite podcast Let's start this All right, folks. Well, welcome to Bev's Video Kingdom. We are back. <clears throat> and I got to choose the movie this week, and I decided to choose uh, a film from the late 90s, uh, 1999, I believe. 99. And it is uh, Doug Lyman directed, uh, a fellow named John August wrote it, and that is Go. So uh, this movie I did not see in the theater. I do remember actually wanting to see it, never got around to it, and then watched it later when it came out on DVD and enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, I was a pretty big Tarantino fan, and I know that there was a lot of talk about, at that time, different movies that were kind of Tarantino-esque or, or Tarantino parodies, and I know that this kind of got lumped in a little bit with that, but um, I think it stands on its own. Um, it is John August's like, writing uh, debut uh, and John Lyman's first film after Swingers, and uh, it's a fun movie, ultra fast paced. Um, it goes by really quickly, um, even though it's kind of uh, managing three storylines. Uh, it, it actually cruises by at a pretty fast pace. Um, so I just want to get from you guys: what are your first thoughts? Uh, I know we have one person here, Nick. Uh, you were the f- one person who had not seen this before, so uh, let's start with you and get your your take on this movie. Um, I liked it. I did like it. I had not seen it. I didn't have, um, that connection. You know, when you see something that's at this point, you know, 20 years old, 22 years old, um, that's a big deal to have that connection when you see it then, or when it first comes out. Cause at this point, you know, I guess uh, certain things age, but, um, I liked it. Um, definitely can see, and I think it's not a bad thing. You know, Pulp Fiction was, um, everyone looks at it like it's a piece of art and, you know, and at that point they, it was a big deal even then. And so, you know, to see like the, the pieces of that in this movie, I don't think necessarily is a bad thing. I think that in my opinion, it's, it's kind of obvious that he pulled from it a little bit. Not that that's like a bad thing. Um, but yeah, I did like it. Anything I've kind of thought back to all the movies I've seen that have that are centered around or built around drugs and drug use and, I've watched a good amount of them. You know, I didn't know I'd seen as many as I have and a lot of them are dark and not as uplifting, but it's hard to kind of take your eyes off of movies uh, that have to do with that. So, um, and this movie was no different and a little more uplifting and, and, uh, and funnier. So I, I did like it. Yeah. Good stuff. Nate, so what do you so think? I'm pretty sure I've seen, I saw this all the way through, but it had been since the first time for sure. And it probably had been 20 years. I thought it, I thought it was better this time around. Like I actually, it was much better than I remembered it. And I remembered liking it, but being kind of like, Oh, it's a little bit weird. You're just offbeat in a way that like didn't hit me right then. And I, it hit me just right this time around. I just thought it was super fun. Kind of had a lot of different, like I thought that the different, you know, there was like similarity across the storylines, but I liked that each of them had their own kind of feel and like, you know, almost their own little universe. So I, I thought it was great. I, I super fun watch, uh, super fun rewatch. And, you know, we, we look now and I mean, I think most, some of these, some of the actor actors in this were pretty famous and like at the peak at the time, but I think some of them have become even more, 
you know, like maybe Oliphant, uh, you know, most among them have become even bigger since. And so like it feels in like Melissa McCarthy in that tiny little role. So to me, I guess part of my takeaway is like the ensemble is phenomenal. Like it was good then, but I think looking back on it, it's even better because of the, what those people have done. It feels like cheating to get all those like great people in the same movie. You know what I mean? When, when Melissa McCarthy never takes that role either way but I, th- I thought it was really good I have a great relationship with this movie I've seen it a bunch of times I owned it on VHS when I was in college I never saw it in the theater it was kind of uh, not really a blockbuster if I'm remembering um, there was a bunch of movies around that time uh, Fight Club and all this other stuff going on um, but I picked up the VHS because Katie Holmes was in it who is was uh, you know I love Katie Holmes right around this time and uh, man it's a great movie. I love the way they tell the story. It's definitely ripping off Tarantino and the whole like, you know, super like lots of really like narrative driven stuff, long elongated scenes where people are talking. But, uh, you know, I kind of missed this, this stage. I think a lot of people that grew up in bigger cities, which we didn't, uh, had this rave kind of, uh, scene that was happening that was never really here. So this was kind of a cool glimpse into that. I don't know if it was realistic or not. I think it probably was. I mean, I didn't think anything was too over the top about it, except for I some mean, of the characters. Glow sticks. Is there anything yeah. more real? <laughs> I mean, all the, no, all the paint outside the building. I've, I've been to a few raves. Um, probably one of the bigger ones I went to was in oh. Chico and it was, uh, yeah, th- that whole black light and everything was just pretty much everywhere. And, the, and some of the outfits are just crazy. But I think I think it holds up. I think it holds up on the... I haven't watched it in a couple of years, probably five, maybe longer. And I and I dug it. I was I was into it. I, I got sucked into it the uh, the other night when I put it on. And I uh, I didn't turn it off at all. Not even once. How many times... How many uh, snippets did we watch, Nate? Fifteen. <laughs> Fifteen Actually, I'll say, episodes. prepping for this, I watched it twice. And both times, I had no problem just cruising through it. Like, it was, it was really... Uh, uh, quick to get through. So um, our first thing that we're going to start off with, as we usually do, is uh, we are going to be drinking with the director, uh, Doug Lyman. And so first off, I would like to know, gentlemen, what are you drinking tonight? I'll tell you first, I am drinking um, local brewery. Uh, This time I'm drinking from Dying Breed. I think I've drank this on the pod before maybe, but it is uh, made in the IPA, just a straight up as as simple as it goes, West Coast IPA, super crisp, super delicious, nice hoppy, tasty. Oh, we got something about to pop. I'm about to give you your a- a- ASMR moment. <laughs> ASMR moment alert. Oh, somebody yeah, just popped. Good. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I just cracked open a truly <laughs> black cherry and lemonade. And to commemorate our trip to the uh, San Francisco <laughs> Giants game of the day, when I significantly less embarrassingly, no, no less embarrassingly, thought I was grabbing a Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> How embarrassing! But that instead, was, you came I grabbed up with a truly, a truly. <laughs> and so I thought one of our sponsors. <laughs> you would have looked like such a puss if you would have showed up with a Mike's Hard Lemonade. But I, lucky I, for you, <laughs> you came onto that pink truly, manly truly. <laughs> So I saw one of these in the fridge tonight, and it just felt right. There you go. Good stuff. I am drinking Buffalo Trace, my go-to whiskey. Uh, Very cheap, and they have it at your local Safeway or uh, Bel Air. Maybe some rallies, as as the kids call it. (laughs) I'm uh, drinking uh, Peace, Love, Haze from our local Dust Bowl Brewing. 
um, lucky enough to have Nate uh, have it on tap here at the Casa. So uh, that's what I'm sipping on. It's a it's a tasty tasty IPA. So all right, so good stuff. Uh, so we're sitting down with drinks with Doug Lyman. Doug Lyman um, going through his some of his movies. Uh, Swingers, of course, was his first uh, mega hit. Um, and then he does go. He does uh, the Jason Bourne, uh, a few of those movies. Which ones did he do? Did he do the first? He one? was the first. He was born, really? I think he just identity, did born identity. And then maybe I think Supremacy. Maybe I don't, I don't I think, think it was just identity. Anymore. Just directed one of them. Okay, the first one is sick. And then uh, Edge of Tomorrow and another movie before Edge of Tomorrow, Jumper, which. Uh, I had not seen. I know it's Bruce Willis time travel thing. It's not. No, no, that's no. Looper. That's Looper? Oh, that's Looper. Okay, never mind. Never Jumper mind. Because Looper's amazing. Hayden, Jumper, yeah. Hayden Christensen. Jumper's got uh, uh, Anakin Skywalker <laughs> just being wooden and jumping through time. It's such a cool concept, and but it was. It I didn't think they pulled it off. It. All right, so my bad on that one. Um, but yeah, so if we're sitting down with Doug Lyman, what would we talk to him? So uh, the first thing um, I would ask him because this, like I said, one person I saw called it the the. Uh, Tarantino for the MTV generation. And there's something to be said about that because it definitely moves very quick. It's a fast paced movie. And I would, I would ask him like, so what was cut? Because Tarantino movies are known for those like five, six, seven minute scenes sometimes where people are just talking. And um, while there are some witty conversations in this some pop culture conversations, they're not that long. They're, they're pretty short. And so I was wondering if there was maybe more to those conversations that they cut out just to kind of keep the movie moving. Um, but I did appreciate the conversations that the, the way he directed them. And I thought it was a, uh, some, some funny banter, especially with the boys in the cars. Do you think that was some ad lib stuff? I would love to see Oliphant in a long Pulp Fiction conversation. He's the only one in the cast. Well, no, the, the, um, that guy, the FBI agent, who was like the head of it, the weirdo, the pyramid, <laughs> the pyramid, the pyramid scheme, William Thigner. I'd be, I dig to see him in a Pulp Fiction, in a Quentin Tarantino five minute, uh, dialogue. I mean, I guess I would ask him. Wouldn't you ask him? Is 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 Jay Moore the star of this movie? Because they <laughs> everything that I read and every like all the research I did is like the Jay Moore vehicle go and like oh Jay Moore starring. So what's go. funny about that? I mean that that's a really time like bound thing. I think right like this is like peak Jay Moore. Like he's stand up comedy. He's killing. He's in Jerry Maguire a few years earlier. Like it looks like Jay, you know, he's always on. He's like guest hosting Jim Rome show at the time, all the time. And he, I remember, like Jay Moore was kind of a deal. He wasn't like the big deal, but he was kind of the big, you know, like. And I mean, I I still love Jay Moore in general, but I mean, he certainly has. That, this was peak Jay Moore. <laughs> like you've, there was, I never got better than this. You've heard him. him on the radio though. He does voices. Oh, he's oh, great. He's but I'm really just saying, good. he's not. He definitely wasn't somebody that was going to sell a movie ever again. Did he get canceled or something? Where's no, Jay I Moore? just think he's. Maybe you did. I don't, who knows? I'm not too know. particular. I don't know. I'm I still remember seeing Jay Moore one time. I just accidentally, like, I was with my cousin. And I went to see a stand, like, I was on Sunset Boulevard, and I just, like, stumbled into the comedy store or something and saw and Jay Moore was headlining. Funniest stand-up I've ever seen. I pissed my pants. I laughed for days afterwards <laughs> about that. And you just randomly went? Yeah, I just was like, we, you know, we just were there. I was we were fucking around on sunset boulevard and I was like, he had a comedy central special i used to love he was he's a funny dude i mean i really like him but it is funny to think of him as this i mean he's so f- not the star of this. right i mean i feel I like mean. if anybody's a star it's uh it's, it's young uma thurman <laughs> or whatever her name is, sarah right. Polly. sarah Polly. what else is she in because i looked through her entire imdb and i've never seen any other movie that she's, she's in. written and directed like a group of things i saw really? she's got okay. an interesting well, like story if you read her imdb and 
if we're going to bring her up, she was set to be Penny Lane in Almost Famous. Oh, wow. And she, I think she turned it down. She wouldn't have been bad. Um, oh, no. And I, no, she, I, no, we can talk about that later. I, she's not an ugly, an, an ugly girl by any stretch, she's but not she's not the great. She, she's manic, manic pixie well, princess or whatever. Yeah, but, but let, let's be clear here. I mean, Kate Hudson is beautiful. But that she has some magic in Almost Famous. Like it's not even about her being beautiful and Almost Famous. She, like, she acted just is Sarah. Saw, she's I mean, just something special. No, in that can't, movie. In a I mean, can't you know. even imagine Sarah Pauli. Sarah Pauli is basically playing a character around the same age as as Penny Lane from Almost Famous, and Penny Lane comes across way more mature than she is. And Sarah Pauli, she comes across as kind of a little girl in this one. She doesn't. And she's yeah. trying she to be mature. mature, and she's trying yeah. to in over her head she, from day. day definitely, day. for sure. So I would ask him first. Is this a Christmas movie? Definitely. <laughs> I feel like I, you know, it was funny. I totally had forgotten that part of it, but I was like, oh man, like we have. The, there's all these arguments all the time about whether whether uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I think by the same token, is Go a Christmas movie? A lot of comments. So I mean, it's not just that it happens at Christmas. There's a lot of commentary. A lot of like, you know, is that what you really want for Christmas? There's you know, there's the you know, sort of trees decorated in the background. And it, it made me think I might put this in my Christmas rotation. Get me in the spirit a little bit of, you know, a little, little, little bit of drug use, a little bit of running people over the car. I think that's a good call. La, la, I think la, that's la. definitely a good call. I think, uh, you know, it's a much a Christmas movie, much in the same vein that Gremlins is a Christmas movie because you have the weird, you know, There's the speech that, uh, well, the speech that uh, my, my lovely Katie Holmes does uh, two times in the movie about Christmas and, and all that stuff is, reminiscent of Phoebe Cates' speech that has zero meaning and no reason to be in the movie in Gremlins where she talks about her dad getting stuck in the chimney and dying on Christmas. <laughs> and it's kind of random in this movie, too, the way Katie yeah, Holmes it's, comes so out it's very, very reminiscent to me. Yeah. So I think he ripped off Tarantino and Gremlins is, is what I'm going to ask him. Did you rip off Gremlins? Yeah, Katie Holmes, like you're saying, I think she yeah. that, that it's kind of a weird turn where she goes from like the whole time she's timid and scared and just like, I don't want to be like in this situation. And all of a sudden she's like, screw it, I'm going to go talk to this drug dealer and I'm just going to like chat it up with them, mix it up. Why not? All of a sudden, real flirty and like yeah. outgoing. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I like or I wonder about this is like, so if you think of the different storylines, they almost feel like they're centered or that they're less about trying to mingle the story and more about trying to like do set pieces that are really like he really likes. Right. I mean, he, he directs swingers. Right. And so he has to, you know, the Vegas piece of this feels <laughs> like a good mix between, you know, a much tamer fear and loathing and the swingers stuff. Right. It's like, so the wedding crash, right. is just like such a classic, beautiful little like snippet. And then the sort of like, the cop thing, right, where they end up in the house and it's sort of a weird little, you know, like I think it's supposed to be like a sex party, but they're trying to sell them all that. You know? <laughs> such a great, such, such a, great, a great pivot. So oh, weird. so the, awesome. gro the grocery store, right, which is such a good, like I was like, oh, man, this is like feels so, you know, like exactly what the jobs at that age were and stuff. So, so in some ways, like I kind of want to know, like how much of this was driven by a narrative ahead of time and how much of this was just like, let's just pick, I mean, this is a writer question too, but let's just pick some stuff here that we wanted that we think is fun. And then we can figure out how the story ties them together. Cause it was, for me, that was, I was like, the story was good, but the, but the different like places it took you was the, for me, the really fun part. Well, John August, the writer, I know uh, I've listened to his podcast uh, quite a bit and he talked about that he actually got to go on set and kind of be like, almost like the script supervisor. Like he got to kind of follow along and, and, and give some notes and things. And so Doug Lyman worked actually with 
the the writer and that doesn't often happen on these hollywood movies that usually the writer just kind of passes off the screenplay and that's wraps they're, they're all done but uh john august got to help out with the uh the making of the movie maybe we'll invite him to drink son too yeah probably should and then we'd eventually ask what the fuck is Tay Diggs doing hanging out with these fucking ass clowns? <laughs> <laughs> he's seemingly the most beautiful man in the world. He's well-dressed. He's got money. He's, like, successfully gambling. And he's hanging out with three of the biggest freaking dorks. Yeah, I got, mean, he's got that killer jacket on, and then he lets it get in his fucking head. That guy rents space dude. when he starts making fun of his jacket. And the, like, and the, come on, you're looking like, you look like great. Seth Green in the backseat. Are you kidding exactly. me? I can't hardly wait. I mean, that's it's, the same. They're the same person. And that there's actually another character for the guy that she sells uh, fake E to that is actually dressed as the character of Seth Green from Can't Hardly Wait <laughs> in the van. <laughs> yes. But Tay Diggs does give us one of the best lines of all time, which is, if you were any more white, you'd be clear. Yes. And, and I got a couple unreal. from that car scene that they're just trying really hard to say some like like wacky shit. But get your stinky dinky out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's kind of saying that they're going back and forth. And he's like, I ain't got a picture of my mother's mother, mother in my wallet. <laughs> yes. Breck and Meyer get to drop the uh, the N bomb uh, oh, before before I probably wouldn't be allowed so much in, in newer movies. No. But uh, yeah, no, that, that whole car scene, I, I put that in my notes that I, I, I love the banter. I love them talking trash back and forth. It's one of the best he parts of the movie. That, but... like, oh, damn. That's where that you're going to break and Meyer just going to come in hot. Let's see where this conversation goes. <laughs> it's, it's one of the best scenes in the movie, but it just doesn't make sense that this guy is hanging out with them. Like they need to establish like, oh, we've known each other since second grade. And that's why we hang out. And that's or like they the need only to all be like smoking answer. pot together or something. Tidy needs to be like smoking a lot of weed with those guys. Like they're all smoking something, weed dude. Or something. Well, he said he's he, risking he met, his met, life for he these met guys in traffic school yeah and now he's risking <laughs> his life for him yeah they're shooting bouncers and shit yeah. yeah dude i i uh, very much doubt it long ago tay Diggs would have been like oh dude you're fucked <laughs> well I, I, I would want to point out to to doug lyman two of my favorite characters in this movie uh one of course as we mentioned william fickner is just awesome as the cop turned uh confederated sales products or whatever <laughs> and then um victor one of just a small role. He's the he's the bouncer at the strip club's dad, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to teach his young son how to get by in life. And he's just angry all the time. He's just fucking pissed. And whoever that guy is, he plays he plays that role awesome. He's just angry all the time. Yeah, so mad that he won't shoot him. <laughs> shoot, shoot him. Shoot him. <laughs> he's like, what do you mean you can't do it? <laughs> is isn't he the is he the guy that plays the florist in the town? No. Am I thinking of somebody different? different? Yeah, different actor. I don't know what the, their names are, but yeah, it's a different actor. All right, I'm gonna, you're going to make me look this up. So the 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 Tarantino vibes were so thick that yeah. I really thought when he's playing with the gun, oh, and I've yeah. seen the movie before, and I was like, he's going to be like, a I, shot, I shot Tay Diggs in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I, accidentally, I, really I feel like that, that might coming. have been an intentional right? homage right was. there. It I, seems like it, playing with the gun in there. Yeah. <laughs> um the uh, I I mentioned another line that I love. It's another Brackenmeyer line when when they're leaving the hotel and he's just like stops for a second. What the fuck are we running from? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so we do have uh, we're going to kind of segue uh, into our next segment, which is uh, shag snag body bag. Some of you might know that as uh, uh, Mary 
fuck, kill, what we call it, shag, snag, body bag. So you know the rules. Um, so we're going to talk about things that we would like to shag from the movie, things that we would snag, and things that need to go in the body bag. So what do we got as far as shag? I'm going to go with the drug dealer being portrayed as not like obnoxiously stoned or silly. Um, and actually, you know, I like that because I don't like the over-the-top uh, drug dealer. I've, I've known some drug dealers in my time, and, and none of them are too silly. You don't get too far being a drug dealer when you're super silly. But every movie drug dealer ends up being just like super goofy and, uh, and super weird. Uh, not my experience. I liked Tim Lee, Timothy Oliphant in this. I thought he was great, and I just liked the the way that they depicted that. I thought it came through awesome. Yeah, he's smarter than the like underlings you would have, maybe just kind of like selling it at the schools and stuff. But he's definitely knows that he's got to do a business, and he's got to make sure he got counts his shit and takes care of his business. I mean, there's no movie if he doesn't make the dumb decision of giving this girl credit. Basically, is that is that basically what he does? Does he give her he gives her credit? Which is just really unrealistic. Not gonna happen. No. Yeah. So I'm gonna shag the uh, multi-thread movie. Um, <clears throat> it kind of reminded me of some movies. I mean, that happens occasionally, right? So it's not like it's a time period. It's like a period thing per se. But it's been a minute since I've seen one that was like this that I just really liked in this way. So I, and I just dug it. I was like, yep. Give me more of the give me more of the like what's going on at the same time in this in in the same universe. And you know it's all gonna come together, you know. It's great. Nick. Okay. Um I said it earlier, um, so I don't have to talk about it too much, but just movies about drugs and drug use. They're they're fun to watch and they're hard to to kind of like pull away from when you start them. Um I don't watch them all the time, but this was a fun one I hadn't seen. And this isn't as hardcore as a lot of drug use like movies. And like I said, I liked the fact that it was lighter, funny, fast moving. And uh, the next thing that I really liked about it is going to go into my snag. But um, yeah, it just reminded me, it had been a while since I'd seen a movie like this. Um, well, like I said, it wasn't built too much on drugs, but it was, uh, but it was fun to watch. And I, I did enjoy watching it. So that's my snag, drugs. <laughs> my 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 shag here is going to be uh tay diggs and and you can take that however you want because he as, as zach said he is a beautiful man you take that however you want and sh- and and tay diggs i mean every scene he's in you're you're wanting to watch what he's going to do and and uh yeah. i i feel weird just because it's like he's had a long career in hollywood a lot of tv stuff and things just he's just been in stuff that i don't watch but, but he's and, all yeah i mean so the weird thing about tay diggs though is like <laughs> there's been some really high profile movies that have tried, have featured black actors doing black topics that were more serious that you'd expect to see more of Tay Diggs in. And that's just not where he's shown up. He's too beautiful. Maybe he's just too beautiful. Right. I mean, you know, and, and he has, he has done some serious stuff, but I mean, it's not even just that. That's the funny thing though. Is like, if you think of the, you know, Brad Pitt's beautiful and he's done some fucking awesome stuff, right? Leo's beautiful and he's done some awesome stuff. Tay Diggs is a good actor. Like he's really legitimately good. So I, I'm surprised and maybe a little disappointed that I haven't seen more of Tay in some like evolving roles. Hey, don't shag my guy. I already shagged him. You save some for me. The guy's having 46-hour <laughs> orgasms, guys. <laughs> There's plenty to go around. <laughs> and he taught the British guy how to do it in eight seconds over some tainted shrimp. Right. He was like, you just got to redirect it inside your body. And he's like, okay. And then he did it the next time. Like Rekhamaya said, he's the Obi-Wan Kenobi, Obi-Wan Dick Nobi or whatever he said. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, all right. So how about our snags? What are we snagging from the film Go? That's me. Um, so I'm I'm snagging movies that take place in the uh, time window of like a short time window. So if you're talking about a movie that takes place within a nine hour, 12, 24 hour time window, you got just to list some, you got movies like Pulp Fiction, Training Day, Reservoir Dogs, Can't Hardly Wait, Escape from New York, Clerks, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Die Hard, American Graffiti, Breakfast Club, um, 25th Hour. So some amazing movies. And it's really, you know, I talked about, you know, a drug movie, you know, you're kind of like locked into, you're like, okay, what, how's the director going to tell this story? Well, it's the exact same thing, but I love any movie that I'm watching that's in a tight time frame. You want to see how the creator is going to be direct, uh, creative, first of all, how he's going to tell that story in that time window. And you know you're pretty much guaranteed for kind of like a, a ride of some sort. It may not be action-packed, but the way that it's told is going to be creative. And, uh, and so I'm just, I, I love any movie that's saying, okay, you're, going to, you're about to sit for an hour and a half to hour 45 minutes to two hours, and you're going to watch something that takes place in just a day or 10 hours. So I'm a big fan of that, and I'm always going to love movies like that. So I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna I'm gonna snag two things that are heavily related. Uh, so I'm gonna snag the ensemble cast movie because I love it. Like I, I mean, there are a lot of bad ones of these, but the ones that are good are right up my alley. And I'm gonna snag this particular ensemble. I mean, just just listen to the list, right? If if you haven't paid attention closely, Katie Holmes, Scott Wolf, Jay Moore, Timothy Oliphant, William Fickner, um. Tay Diggs, Breckenmeyer, let's see, Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy, Jane Krakowski, who's, you know, at the time huge. And I mean that, and I'm sure I'm missing a couple, but I mean that, that's just ridiculous at the time. And for many of those since it's just, that's a phenomenal cast. And again, this wasn't a big movie. No, it, it's just thick with really high quality acting. I think they were all like, we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to make an indie. You want to all do it together? Okay. Get Brecken in here. <laughs> bring bring Brecken in. And bring his friend Tay with him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, my snag is uh, pretty much just movie pacing. I love if a, a movie's got a good pace where it's just moving forward constantly and you don't really have any time to like, there's no downtime, there's no lulls. I feel that this movie, the pacing of it, it, it's just fast paced. Like once it gets going, it's just boom, boom on to the next scene on the next scene. Every scene's pretty short. Everything's pretty quick. Um, a lot of kind of just hard cuts to the next scene. And, and I really dig that. So if it's, if it's moving forward, I mean, the movie's called go for fuck's sake. So, um, it, it definitely goes, it moves forward. Uh, and I, I appreciate that in a movie cause it makes the time go by quickly and, uh, and, and you enjoy it. You kind of get lost in it. I'm going to snag the same thing that I think, everybody's snagging about this movie is just uh, movies with the crazy timeline. All my favorite movies have these weird, and we've already talked about it, Rules of Attraction, uh, Day After Tomorrow, also directed by Doug Lyman. Uh, Edge, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Shut up, Nick. That's Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah, not Day After Tomorrow. That's <laughs> not tomorrow what I'm talking about. about. Talking about the one where the aliens come after Cruz. Yeah, no, I know. Memento, all these movies. I Memento's in reverse. It's not alternate timelines. Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Tenet. Does Tenet play with time? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I didn't understand it at all, but that's what we I don't got need to waste it. much time on talking about Tenet on this pod. 
Oh, all right. So our final category, of course, is body bag. And this is where we're going to take something. We're, we're getting rid of it. It's going to be buried uh, six feet underground. So, so I thought the big miss here for me is the kid, the, the, the third of the grocery store trio that like takes the, the X tab. It just kind of was like he was incapacitated. It's 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 from what I hear, that is not the true experience of X. So it's a bit of a caricature. And second, I thought that that even even the caricature of that has done been done better and more funny, kind of more originally. So it felt like that was the part that was was kind of forced on us, and it was the one part that felt a little bit cookie cutter generic to me. So I was kind of like, eh, I could I could have I could have left that out and saved the time for some longer longer conversations if they had made it pharmaceutical grade not non-herbal crunchy lsd that he was taking <laughs> then then, then it's it, it was a yeah but yeah. uh yeah it was a little strange depiction all they need to do is like he had already like taken a tab of acid or something and then he took the x as well and was just exactly. tripping balls then it would have it would have made a little bit more sense yeah because the, the the hallucinations and stuff while they were funny i love the cat when he he corrects the cat and the cat's just you're going to die <laughs> <laughs> That's, i thought yeah. that shit was funny yeah, yeah so kids that's not what X is like. Super good, uh, super good friend to uh, young Uma Thurman by stealing a couple of the pills that she just, <laughs> just uh, solid. Yeah, I was like, whoa, this dude is. Uh, they must be really close. <laughs> you just put your life on the line for a drug dealer. Oh, I'm just gonna steal. Yeah, one. you just had to show him your show him your chest, Mike. Oh. <laughs> uh... Okay, so my body bag is Tom Cruise. This man single handedly ruined. My lady love Katie Holmes's career by marrying her up, jumping on giving, his couch and shit. I mean, literally, she went from she was like arguably co-starring in Batman Begins uh, with Christopher Nolan, and then she said that her schedule was too busy to do The Dark Knight. Are you fucking kidding me? It was Tom Cruise being like, "You're tainted now." Now that you're, uh, now that you've been the only girl that's, that's his, I mean, Nicole Kidman's made it out. Okay. But it took a while. You know what I mean? Penelope Cruz. You know, I haven't seen her in anything in a while, man. You know, Scientology is going to end this podcast now, right? He's the problem <laughs> is, is that the problem is, is that Tom Cruise takes all the girls that I really like, like Nicole Kidman and Katie Holmes and freaking, uh, Penelope Cruz. I, I, think, you you, I think he ruined the same person. I think he ruined somebody else's uh, uh, career in this movie as well. Who's I, th- that? I thought you were going to say Scott Wolf because Scott Wolf was always the, oh, he's like the younger Tom Cruise. He kind of looks like Tom Cruise. And then that shit never panned out. Maybe he ruined Jay Moore's uh, career by, you know, by ruining Katie Holmes. The Jerry Maguire, you know, he's he's Bob Sugar. So I'm just saying man. I'm upset. A lot of Tom Cruise in this I'm movie for not about... being a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Jeez. And I love Vanilla Sky, but fuck Tom Cruise. <laughs> And I love Day After Tomorrow. You, know you just give me Tom Cruise running hard. I'm here. I'm here for all 15 episodes. He can sprint like a motherfucker. All right, Nick, what are you, what are you body bagging here? Probably a hot take. Sarah Polly. She's not a good she's actor. Not, she's not great in this. She's not a good actor. And to hear that she was up for Penny Lane, in, oh. in what universe does that like happen? Like, uh, So thank you for turning that down. I think that she turned it down. Um but she's got kind of a crazy IMDb. Interesting. Like there was a story where she was wearing a peace symbol at like a dinner sitting next to uh, Disney CEOs. They asked her to take it off. She did not. They blacklisted her after that. 
interaction. Is that why she's never been in a movie that I've seen except for Go? Because I really don't know any of. <laughs> I don't know. She's written and directed different. Wait, things. why does Disney hate peace? <laughs> Disney was on a very pro-war uh, stance I'm, at that. Yeah, time. The, but Disney's like, <laughs> no, fuck that. We're 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 part yeah. of the industrial the the the, the industrial complex. The machine, the, the, industrial complex. Um, but the whole like I don't know. I I just feel like um. Three years, three or four, uh, three or four years later in Spun, Brittany Murphy, give me Brittany Murphy um, as Rana in that part. That's a good call. Way more intriguing, uh, sexier, oh, yeah. uh, better actor. So um, I just don't. I mean, like you're saying, like we're kind of laughing about how ballsy she is to do all these different things, and I don't feel like, as far as I'm concerned, her blood pressure never, you know, spikes the entire time. I don't see a lot of range in her so that she kind of she kind of killed it a little bit for me so rana uh yeah sarah polly i feel like william fickner like just ran her over in those scenes where like she's supposed to be yeah right like she's trying to like kind of like be sassy with them and it just comes across super stiff and kind of fake like i i i I, i'll I'll agree with you there i i I, it's not my body bag but i appreciate you putting her in there yeah she really was (laughs) never in anything again that anyone has ever seen no there's no movies that she's in that i saw fucking disney all right, so my body bag is going to go to uh, Desmond Askew's agent. And in fact, Nate, you were just going through your your the list of cast, and you did not mention him. And I feel like the fact that you didn't mention him is sad because he is crazy fun in this movie. I, I appreciate him. Maybe you hate him, um, but I love all the stuff he does. Is just the silly British guy. Um, he's, he's hilarious. He's got some funny lines. He's just got that energy, that manic energy that just feels realistic. Like, you know, person who's just always just kind of bouncing around. You're the person you want to throw in the trunk when you're driving to Vegas. Like, we don't want to listen to this guy, like talk and be crazy the entire time. Okay. But can I, can I, can I recast him and and just absolutely dominate? Who would that be? Simon Pegg. No. Yeah. Oh, Simon Pegg doesn't arrange a threesome with those girls. Yeah, he, he yeah. just as convincingly as that yeah, dude. You're gonna, yeah. I thought that the that guy was. I thought the swinging, funniest, big old swinging dick. It was really that funny that he changed his accent to an Irish Real accent. Thick to Irish get accent to get the chip. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. He's a gamer. He knows what he's doing. He definitely changes it up. Uh, and uh, which is funny. That's also a scene that Love Actually, one of your favorite flicks, Nate. Uh, they steal that completely. About that's a total steal. Yeah, Love Actually is wonderful. But that's a rip. But they ripped it <laughs> off and with I the will kid. Apologize for it. Nate just tilted his head to the side when he thought about Love Actually. Just like, <laughs> I don't know. I love that movie. But you know what, Brad? Me and your wife are gonna do a do a a pod on that this Christmas, and you're not invited. Okay, okay, that's fine with me. Um, but yeah, Des- Desmond Skew's agent. I feel like the kid could have been a bigger star. But if you look at the shit he's been in, it's just there's nothing really interesting. Nothing really. Uh, a couple of TV spots here and there. Some voice work for video games and things, but. I think he should have been uh, a little bit bigger. I think he could have used this this movie to to move on, unless Tom Cruise ruined it for him or something. Probably. Maybe he was, he was looking at Katie Holmes, and and Tom Cruise is already like, "Fuck that! She's gonna be my future wife." Like your career's done. You're done. <laughs> You're, You're done, done in this kid. town. <laughs> Nate, while you and uh, while you and Brad's wife watch Love Actually, me and me and Brad will be watching the Muppet Christmas uh, <laughs> Muppet Christmas. A much better. Well, you guys do <laughs> I will you be watching that pod. We'll see. So who jealous. <laughs> Who listens to more? more Real, a quick note on that, just for you listeners that know that I, I got shit on for my my Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, I had to pick up a sprinkler to fix a sprinkler in my yard, and I went into Ace Hardware. My wife was in the car, and when I came back out, 
because um, she had listened to that part of the podcast. When I came back out, she had the Muppet Christmas Carol uh, <laughs> soundtrack playing. And on my that car, is so. why I love your wife. <laughs> All right. So now we are on to Cameo. Cameo is uh, one of our longtime sponsors, and we love them so much. And they're always supportive. And so we check Cameo to see if the movie has any of the people that were in it are on cameo. So that's what we're looking at today. And I checked it this morning and I'm interested to see who you guys think. This is a pretty star studded cast. Some people went on to some, some bigger things. Some of them maybe fell off a little bit. Who do you think is on the cameo? So wait, we're, we're calling this a star studded cast. I guess it's like, it's not. Scott like, Wolf's in this fucking movie because right? Office Space <laughs> I feel like blows this movie kind of out of the water a little bit. I wouldn't call it star studded by any means. Okay, you think I'm just, Office I'm Space blows this out of the water? Maybe not blows out of the water, but it, I mean, it it's, it's got it by a couple. Who besides Aniston? I got like a full like huh? I'd say it's pretty this, pretty uh, close. Scrubs. Uh, no, I, I would say this movie has way more. Pretty, stars. That's 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 not quite B C list, but it's I mean, Ron Livingston. Yeah. So that being said, though, ultimate method actor, who's on cameo? I say Brecken Meyer. No, Brecken Meyer's a big star. (laughs) (laughs) For like 150 bucks, you don't think Brecken Meyer is going to wish your mom happy birthday? I think he might say the N word for 150 bucks (laughs) on cameo, just like he did in this movie. Uh, Zach, you you seem to have some thoughts. Who who are you thinking? I think that the human dimple himself. Scott Wolf is you think on so. cameo, and I think he charges a lot, a of lot, money. and, and I think there's a lot yeah. of ladies that are yeah. like Scott Wolf, bunch of chicks. Tell me a bedtime story. Like, okay, yes, exactly. All right. Well, is Jay Moore on? on let me cameo? let me go ahead no. and, and say oh, some. He probably things. is. God, that's sad. Cameo. Give me about Jay Pedro. Moore. Cameo. Tay Diggs. Oh, what? William Fickner. All formerly on Cameo. Oh. Formerly. Wow. What does that even mean? Which means they they like, uh, all of them had within the last nine months sent out a video because they always show the little previews yeah, yeah. of the videos. And so they all had within like the last nine months, one of them was like four months ago, but now they're not on there. Do you know what they Jay charge? And they don't be Bob show Sugar you oh. one more time. how much they cost, which sucks. So those three, but we do have two others. So Tay Diggs, Diggs only does them when he's not having a 48-hour orgasm. <laughs> In between those 48-hour orgasms, he's uh, he's doing a cameo here and there. It actually says that because it always says like how long it takes for them to get back to you. Yeah, 48, 48, 48 hours, at least. <laughs> at least. I'm internalizing this shit. Um, but uh, so you're telling me that my dude, the the human dimple, is not on there? What is he doing with his life if he's not on Cameo? Tony. Scott Wolf. Tony's. That's an interesting one because he seemed he had, a, I mean, from Party of Five to this, he seems like he's on a on a, on a There trajectory. was a trajectory. I'm you're saying. Absolutely right. I still think. Tom Cruise ruined his career. Tom Cruise might have ruined it. I got one. There's another cut. You said there's two more out there, right? There's two more out there. So James Duvall. James Duvall. From Donnie Darko. Is on there. James Duvall, who plays Sing, who's the uh, the dude in the backseat that's not Breck and Meyer. Yeah. Gets sick on the shrimp. Oh, the dude with almost no lines? (laughs) (laughs) Says very, 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 very little. The token wannabe white boy, wannabe black guy? He was, and his name Singh. He was, was like the brother was in Independence Day. Yes, he was, that's exactly yeah. what he was. He's, yeah. he's and he's done some the, other things. That's a trailer. good poem, Yeah, yeah. So he is one, and then the other one. 
It's it's going it? to be a reach for anybody to guess it, so I'll just tell you. Uh, that would be Jimmy Schubert, who plays Victor Jr. So he's the... Uh, oh, yeah. And which I actually I, I appreciate his role too. When the he guy that gets him, shot, yeah. When he uh. stops him as they're going into the into the the VIP room, and he starts like explaining the rules, like <laughs> he's chewing that, he's sucking on that lollipop, and he's he just kind of seems a little bit legit. Like I don't know if anybody's ever uh, been in a strip club here or not, but uh, kind of seemed like he he was playing the role pretty well. So everybody here that's that's theoretically, say you guys theoretically went to a strip club, and you see your friend that's the guy that always makes a fool of himself at the strip club. And he does way more than the British guy ever did and never gets kicked out of the strip club, right? I mean, all he did was he, he like, slightly grabbed the the, the MILF uh, stripper's booty. Yeah. And they kicked him out and, sh- and like, we're going to beat, beat his ass. ass. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean... Uh, it, it was a little sketchy because I think we've all heard stories about somebody who may have been, may or may not have been kicked in the nuts outside of strip club. <laughs> we have heard stories about that. Yeah, it's a, it was an orthodox strip club. <laughs> orthodox. <laughs> Don't look under her jean skirt. You respect the G string. Respect the G string. Uh, but yeah, so those two, Victor Jr., um, who ultimately does get his revenge on. Uh, does he though? You don't think the dad went over and grabbed the gun from him because it doesn't show it. That's true. So, so I've got this in an I've got an alternate ending for this. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll okay. Get back but, to that. but by the way, Scott, you didn't miss it. Scott Wolf has been in essentially nothing since Go. Yeah. That's insanity to me. He's I, like in the Nancy Drew show as like a backup actor. He I mean, looked at he looked at Katie Holmes sideways, and Tom Cruise saw that, and he was just like, shut him out. Fuck you! You're trying to be me, and you're trying to get with my future girl. He does that, have a Tom that Cruise really vibe. Quick, that part where he's like. Jay Moore's trying to talk him into going and grabbing the body with him. And yeah. It's pretty ridiculous where he's trying to walk him through this. When he's like, like and they got your favorite say, sandwich. Say hi to the say hi to the makeup lady. Say hi, Karen. Hi, hi Karen. <laughs> Smell Karen, the veggie though. burgers. Smell the veggie burgers. <laughs> he's like, I'm not delusional. <laughs> hey, but that was good. I thought that was all good acting by uh, both of them. It was funny. Uh, I mean, they guys, were actually a believable it was couple. Funny. Oh yeah. Before we move on, I just realized that did you know that Jay Moore either married or is still married to or divorced the redheaded girl from the show with the puppet. You know what I'm talking about? Puppets? You're talking about Miss Piggy? No, it's the one where they go to the basement and the guy's got a puppet. Do you know the show I'm talking about? Scott knows the show I'm talking about. What show is it? Happily Ever After. You know that show? No. No. Oh, my God. All right. Look it up, kids. Thank you. Scott's not here yet. <laughs> Look it up. In route, Jay Moore <laughs> married to the hot redhead from Happily Ever After. Wait, you're, he's not. She's not the one from that that, that '70s show. No, 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 no. no. That's, that's Laura that's Donna yeah. Laura Prepon. No, All right. this girl's arguably hotter at her peak. So are we in cameo right now? We are still finished up okay. cameo. So <laughs> since we don't care about James Duvall or uh, Jimmy Schubert, I'll just tell you, James Duvall, fifty bucks sounds expensive to me. That sounds like a lot, but. If you don't have that extra eleven dollars, <laughs> Jimmy Schubert is your man as Victor Jr. Just have him explain the rules of the strip club. We can send it to a few of our friends. <laughs> I know, Nick, know what Nick's getting for his birthday. <laughs> All right. So uh, after that, we're going to move on to uh, our, our next segment here, and we're going to talk about streaming recommendations. Streaming recommendations is where we're going to tell you um, 
hey, you know what? This movie reminds me of this, or it kind of is similar to this, and you should check it out. And we tried to do our best <laughs> to give you uh, uh, the the place where you can find this movie and, and watch it for Brad possibly has... free or paying for some streaming or service. Or you could pay a lot of money. <laughs> or, or, yeah. I found this or movie on get, Amazon. Just, you, you have to order the DVD. Or three ninety nine stars. Nobody has mentioned yet that Go is on stars. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, Brad, once again. The, the stars is the unofficial sponsor of Brad. Yes. Hey, stars is low-key, has a lot of good movies on it. I hate to say it. My sister has a special Hulu account that has stars on it and I every time a have to sign out of my account, account and sign amazing. into her account so that I can watch the stars movie then sign back out and sign back into mine. Hey, stars making hey, a stars is, push. My, my people at stars aren't happy about that. I'll just let you know. They're definitely coming after me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So are the Scientologists. <laughs> <laughs> We're making lots of enemies today. <laughs> All right, so um, streaming recommendations. Um, earlier in the pod, talked about movies that take place in a small window of time. Got on that that rant. All free as long as you have HBO Max oh, he's gonna take and that. Amazon Prime. Staying with Quentin, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Hateful Eight, just movies that take place in a short amount of time, um, 24 hours in, in that time frame. And I actually threw in <laughs> Clue of all movies movie that takes place mm. during the course of a night going old school with it. Um, completely, you know, um, obviously clue com- uh, a, a far left turn from all of those, but, um, Pulp fiction, reservoir dogs, hateful eight, all Quentin Tarantino flicks, reservoir dogs, Quentin Tarantino's breakthrough film, his first film, uh, you know, blew the doors down and then it, uh, got, uh, primed him for Pulp fiction in 94. But, um, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, streaming on HBO Max. Hateful Eight is on Netflix. Clue is on Amazon Prime. There you go. So I'm going to jump right on that bandwagon, except I'm going to give the movie that is the closest, I think, follow in from the from the uh, the Tarantino universe, and that's True Romance, which I just randomly, Nick, Nick asked me this earlier, is it, did you just watch this because it just came, or maybe Zach, because it just came free on HBO Max. And no, I just have had it on my list for a long time, and all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to watch this tonight. I'll go ahead and buy it. Nope. It's on HBO Max. So True Romance has an amazing ensemble cast, sort of like shocking. Some of them, you know, like Gandolfini before he, Sopranos, before he's like blows up. So this crazy good cast. It's got drugs. It's got on the run. It's got comedy, some like violence that's cool, some comedy that's cool, some serious. Like it's, it, it is the cousin of Go. Dennis Zach Hopper. Balky Dennis with a face full of cocaine. Balky Bartakamus. <laughs> and Tarantino wrote it and did not direct it. Wrote it, but, right. But that, and, and Tony, Tony Scott, Scott, of all people, directed Gun, that. Tony so Scott. it's amazing. So anyway, True Romance, if you liked Go, True Romance is for you. So go watch it on HBO Max for free, except you have to pay uh, $15 a month. Which is totally worth it. <laughs> so I am going to, I, I actually was going to recommend True Romance, uh, but I luckily put down two because I thought somebody would also choose that. So I'm going to go to, um, actually, so our director, Doug Lyman, did Swingers and uh, Vince Vaughn, John Favreau together. Uh, their next movie was not directed by Doug Lyman, but it was directed by uh, John Favreau. It was actually his director, directorial debut, and that would be the movie Made. Um, another movie yeah. that's got some some action, some a little bit of seriousness, also a lot of comedy. Um, Vince Vaughn is one of the most annoying people maybe ever in the history of the earth, and uh, it is available on 
Shit, I didn't even look that up. I thought I did. <laughs> Come on, it's on. <laughs> it is, it it is on free stars, somewhere. It's a stars memory. It's probably to stars. It's free. But I, I thought I looked it up on Just Watch, and uh, I thought it said it was free somewhere. So it's free somewhere. Go find it. I think Made is a better movie than Swingers. They're both. I mean, they're both like. Uh, I mean, Made's like. I not, think Swingers may be one of the most overrated movies ever. Made is. But hmm. I digress. Made's okay. Too. My pick is uh, specifically for Scott Beck, who is not here yet, Rules of Attraction. You can watch it on Showtime. You can watch it on Spectrum if they're your cable provider, or you can rent it on Amazon for $3. But it's so fucking good, you guys. Brett Easton Ellis. Just just uh, my dude Dawson coming through. The only reason it's connected is because Katie Holmes and the timeline thing. But I fucking love this movie. You guys should watch it. A little foreshadowing for a draft. I'm, I don't know what's <laughs> going to happen. I just feel a little tingle in the air. And made, made is free with ads on uh, YouTube. That's what I saw. Which is really. lame. Yeah. It's not really free. It sucks. Yeah, you, gotta watch it you have to pay with a small part of your uh, soul. So you have to hate yourself a certain level to watch a movie on or, YouTube. Or you could just pay three ninety nine to save your dignity and the that extra fifteen minutes you'll never get back. Just watch it on. In, in Back to the Future Three, there's the old guy in the uh, in the bar, and he's like, "Run for fun. What kind of dumb fun is that?" And I just think of like we're like now the old guy that's like, "Watch a movie with commercials. <laughs> what kind of idiot does that?" <laughs> Nothing I'm, angers me more than when I watch live sports and a commercial comes on and I'm like, what is this? If there's a movie I really want to see on IMDb TV, I'll watch it. Because there's only like four commercials. Yeah, I've done it before. Five. And I hate every second of it. Me too. All right, so we're reshelfing. Can I reshelf? We are time Can I? to... Uh, we're going to go to reshelf it. Reshelf it, of course, Best Video Kingdom. Uh, we, we were always thinking about our favorite video store growing up. And uh, sometimes you want to take a movie that... It's an action, and you're going to make it into a sci-fi. Or you're going to take a horror movie. You're going to make it into a comedy. So that's our idea for reshelving it. Or maybe you got an alternate ending for this uh, this film. So what do we got here? What it's is like, our? It's like I always wanted to do, Brad, and take the movie Willow and take it behind the curtain into the adult section. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it might make it a better movie. See what Mad Mardigan's working with. See if he's really the best swordsman in the un- East. Un- I, I'm more interested what working with, I think. I, I think it's like a little more question about what's Willow got going. Oh, yes. Willow's got a third leg. This is, right there's a, this is an extensive, expensive porno. The tripod. Uh, Willow's a tripod. tripod. <laughs> How the hell did we get here? <laughs> it goes sideways real quick here on Bad Video Kingdom. Okay, so so here's my reshelf slash alternate ending. They have, they've got both. So uh, all right, they're the same. So I, I wanted to take this in a slightly darker direction, a la sort of like a very bad things. And so I wanted a lot more people dying in very natural ways. So like Polly, is it Polly? Sarah Polly. So, yeah, Sarah Polly, uh, the, the, that character. Young Very, very yeah. forgettable. Mona. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so she like... Rana. She, Rana. She survives, the, she, she survives the initial hit, but then like she gets thrown on the hood and then the guy comes that he thinks and, like, and shoots her. So like she's dead. So then uh, they... So then let's see... Um, Katie Holmes, so and this I actually thought was going to happen. So she's sitting there and gets irritated that he won't pull the gun. She walks over and instead of leaving, she walks over, picks the gun up, and shoots him in the head. Just bang. 
Katie Holmes shoots shoots the the yeah. British guy. Yeah, she's like, I'm fucking tired of your whining. She shoots him. I would I would I would have appreciated. I would have supported her. Then on she that. goes back, and finally she goes to find the buddy that like they left behind the grocery store. And he's fucking OD'd on all blue on the all. Yeah, he's just out. Of, he's like giant smile on his face, but fully OD. And then we have the, Katie Holmes crying scene. I love it, dude. And it's like she, yeah, she. Yeah, I would rent it. So like, it's like just everybody dies. She cries so much her wet T-shirt gets wet <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Our <laughs> alternate endings are always so dark. I was I was struggling because I didn't want to make a dark ending. I was trying to come up with something why, a little bit lighter, but. <laughs> Wow. Okay. She cries so much. Her wet t-shirt gets wet. <laughs> that, that's that's not dark. That's, that's, happy. that's too many tears. That's the happy ending we're all wow. looking for. All right, Zach. What do you got? Do you got a reshelf? You got an alternate ending? Where are we? You going? know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to Nick for one second here because I am not prepared. Because that's that's <laughs> totally fine. Um, I know you're surprised. Um, so you guys mentioned love actually earlier, and I actually um. Kind of, it kind of made me laugh because I had written here. Um, I have a, a, a reshelf rom com with drugs, Ooh. and so each chapter, instead of it just being a name, it's a couple or just a drug. So it's <laughs> <laughs> it's like cocaine. <laughs> you just see the story. Well, then it's like a don't do drugs. <laughs> then it's like a don't do drugs campaign. I mean, sorry, I, I I digress. Um, but I'm glad we're brainstorming here. I love this shit. Um. So it's a rom-com and drugs. So basically each chapter is, you know, um, so I don't know. So um, Jay Moore and Scott Wolf's characters. So it would be the two of them and basically their relationship and their connection to drugs. To, and it's, it, it's X. Like in this movie, it seems like that like, ecstasy is the, uh, the drug of choice. And so it would be, uh, and then Oliphant and Holmes, right? So it would be their relationship because they crossed paths. Because earlier in the movie, instead of her being petrified and terrified of, of she's him. into it. she's the she's flirty one it. she is later like in the she movie. ends up being earlier yeah. later in the movie like so they have a connection and then it's uh rana and fucking simon somehow they make that work oh. which i don't see how they it's kind of like a it's like but a it's hate, like like a love hate but it's like the british like guy who all the american chicks love and love actually he's the british guy with the accent she falls for him whatever She's a horrible actress. He convinces so her. He's like, I know how to come inside myself now. And, and, <laughs> and, and you could, and then we could call the movie Drugs Actually. Or Love and Other Drugs. Drugs Actually are <laughs> or, what you need in your life. Yeah. Or Love and Other Drugs in pre, pre-millennium. So, um, yeah. So, movie takes a, you know, lighter took a drug use and love at the end of the millennium. That's uh, that's the uh, catchphrase. Nineteen-year-old me is buying this VHS. <laughs> that's a blind buy for Zach. That's Watch friend. That's a hard, sure. and I take that. You had me at drugs. <laughs> Slap hands and say drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I still like the idea of instead of having like each character is like Rana, like you know Claire or whatever. It's just like ecstasy. <laughs> you just see like the people Heroin. fucked up on ecstasy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the movie we're gonna make. All right, so. I have two options. The first one's very quick, and that is that it's this entire movie, but it's actually a prequel to Kill Bill, and it's just uh, she grows up to be fucking... um, (laughs) Beatrix Kiddo? Yeah, yeah, she grows up to be Uma Thurman. And uh, <laughs> right, right, and you this is her when she's seventeen in high school in the Bay Area. Person. She hasn't met fucking Bill yet. You know what so I mean? She was into some crazy shit, some violence. Yeah. Is there any way Bill is in this movie? Can you I mean, oh. can you put t- Bill on anybody? I think in this he was movie? at that part. At was that Timothy at the rave. He was definitely at the rave. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's that one guy when he wasn't going through small towns in Texas solving crimes. The Santa hat on his dick. 
All right, so my second one is that uh, we're just going to make it a Law & Order episode. And we start out, we pan back on fucking dead Rana, you know, just laying in a ditch at the rave party. And then all of a sudden, our detectives show up. And is this your second Law & Order episode? I've just, I, a lot of, I got a lot, a lot, a lot of Law & Order. I remember that. I'm just making... I, dun, dun. <laughs> and it's sorry, all dun. SVU, too. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, but So basically, we just we just recast the SVU guys with Jay Moore and Scott Wolf. They're not actors. They're actually detectives. And they show up, and they have this... You know, they're going to solve the crime all the while uh, nursing their broken sexual relationship. And I think that, uh, you know, we have a lot of the same run-ins. They run into the guy from makeup that they both were having an affair with. Jamie. But in the end, this is the twist. So the twist is that, you know, you have all these flashbacks to all these different things. And it's basically the same movie, but just like constructed differently. And you're flashing back to all the different things that happened that made all these things come together. And it culminates in them realizing that they were the ones that did it because... They got themselves into some of the pharmaceutical grade uh, <laughs> ecstasy that makes you act like a fucking clown and hallucinate. And then you have like the cool scene where they're at the end, they realize that it was them that killed the girl and they're driving in their Miata and they're like listening to Queen Hell Aloud singing along and they like hit the body and they don't even notice because they're so <laughs> fucked up and like just drive around and take off. I think it could work just for an episode of and then they don't tell anybody and then, uh, you know, they don't they don't tell them themselves. <laughs> and then they go into the regular episodes of, and then the next episode is just a guy that regular fucking likes to choke himself while he's jerking <laughs> off. <laughs> oh man! Wait, was it Law and Order? Right? That was what you said, or was it SVU, bro? Oh my bad. <laughs> Special Victims Unit. Put some respect on its name. Gong gong. Well, I, I gong, know gong. this. I know this was my movie, <laughs> and uh, I I sat a while trying to think of some like reshelf ideas, uh, and my alternate ending ended up just being, you know what? As we kind of talked about earlier, I, I want to figure out either post this movie or previous to this movie, Marcus, Simon, Singh, and Tiny, their whole relationship and how they got together and why they're going to Vegas together because I, I they have obviously. A lot of shit talking, so they've got that comfort level. They've been hanging out a little bit, but uh, I want to see them all get together. One of these things is not like the other. There's a very <laughs> successful, seemingly put-together black man, and then three just absolute clowns, and he's their best friends? Does I, You lost me. You lost me right there. But I do want to see like how... How they got there, Brad. Wait, did they say that they met in traffic school? Did you say that? Uh, uh, Simon says that he met traffic school. He says they were all friends before, but I met uh, Marcus in traffic school, the British guy, British guy, the last guy to yeah. be added. So, and and that's another uh, thing yeah. is is he like a is he an exchange student that just decided to stay or how how did he end up in in L A? They never really explain that. He's working at a grocery store. Also, nobody goes to traffic school. Do you, do people even know what traffic school is anymore? You just no, log no, no, online no. and cheat. Well, this was before you could do online traffic school. I know. I remember looking through the listings one time when I got a ticket, and like it's like pizza and traffic school. Oh yeah. I'm oh, fun this. comedy traffic. Comedy school. traffic. Comedy traffic school. school is the least <laughs> funny thing you'll ever do. Some straight bullshit for <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So that's our our streaming reshelves. Um, any final thoughts before we move on to the draft? I mean, it sounds like everybody would enjoyed it for the most part. I like this movie. I think it. I think it holds up. I think that uh, it's not groundbreaking in any way. I think it borrows from a whole lot of good stuff, but it doesn't ruin that good stuff by borrowing from it, if you know what I mean. We know what you mean. I mean, we didn't even really talk about the uh, uh, Simon's uh, sex scene 
in the hotel room when he I love when he's just like looking over at the flaming curtains and he's like enjoying himself and he's just kinda like looking at him like, yeah, Oh wow, what's care. going on? Yeah. <laughs> he's tantric. He's tantric. He was in the moment. He just came inside himself. That's right. <laughs> That's right. This might be my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by the Las Vegas Riviera Buffet. Looking for a, re- a delicious meal, but don't want to make a mess of your kitchen? Are you visiting Las Vegas and can't afford the much better buffets down the strip? Looking to eat some delicious seafood hundreds of miles away from any sea? Then come on down to the Riviera Buffet, where you'll be so stuffed full you may even feel sick. Move down the aisles of our delicious food and desserts, which are sure to fr- we are sure to freshen at least once or twice a week. Don't see any ice under those shrimp? It's probably still cold from the fridge this morning. Fried chicken a little soggy? Be sure to show up on Tuesday when it comes out straight from the fryer. Soft serve a little runny? Well, now you have a smoothie. But only $7.99 a person, who can expect any better? At the Riviera Buffet, you can guarantee you'll get your money's worth. Money does not include any doctor bills or prescriptions needed after eating at said buffet. (laughs) This room temperature shrimp is delicious. (laughs) All right, it's time now for your your our, our listeners. They have gotten back to us and they said this is their favorite part of the whole podcast, I believe. So, it's time for the draft, and it's time to uh, draft based on our movie. And since Timothy Oliphant, of course, is just uh, Todd Gaines, uh, an amazing drug dealer representation in this film, we decided to draft the most memorable drug dealers in film. So that's what we're going to be doing, and um, I know uh, Nate last week was the winner, as selected by our guest judge. We will have a guest judge this week as well, um, but let's look at the draft order, and the draft order randomizer decided to go um, in, in, in age order, so it is going to be myself with the first pick, Nate with the second pick, Ugh. Nick with the third pick, and Zach the with young the wraparound, the, the young baby. man with the 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 fourth pick and the oh, fifth. You pick. do look young, oh, young buck. You look like a teenager. Means I get to pick two in a row. Ball. I like this. Pick. I'm a big fan of the wrap. I won. I yeah. won. I won with that wraparound last week, and I will take a reach. I mean, a wraparound mm-hmm. every day of the week. They they call yours yours the the panda wrap, right? Panda wrap. <laughs> the stranger. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's supposed to be a play on pander, but all I can hear is that it's a panda rap, and I like that better, so I'm going to go with it. <laughs> the panda rap. The panda rap. Um, all right, so... It sounds delicious, doesn't I it? I have first pick, and i got to admit, I did not want first pick. I did not want first pick at the, all. There's an automatic easy Agreed. one here that you don't feel that good about is why. Oh, man. You have to take it, because I'll take it right behind you, and then I'll just stick it right to you when the judge comes in. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. stick it oh, right geez. to you. I'll put it right in you. All right, there is a number one that has to go. Um, I mean, if you were probably still today, if you're in college, somebody either to your right or your left in your dorm has a poster of this man on their wall. And that is, of course, Tony Montana. Say hello to my little friend. (laughs) And Scarface, (laughs) and I think that's pretty much the... uh, 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 unanimous number one. The consensus 101. There's no way to not go with him, but it's almost like he's been so poorly caricatured. I don't even think that's the right quote, but that's what everybody says, so I'm going with it. I feel like he's been so much like like done up that it all feels kind of dirty taking him. 
I didn't know where Brad was going when he was like in college. Dirty or pandering? Like, is pandering what, the right what, what, what does he think it is? Pandering. And then you brought it right I think back. It's panda right. ring pandering. is the way it's pronounced. Panda ring. Okay. At number two, this opens the field up for me. And <laughs> good thing. So I'll start by saying two things here. <laughs> There's One, an obvious number two. Good thing. I'll say I'll say two things. One, the correct answer to this is Walter White. But Zach, I'm pulling a Zach here, right? Even though it's TV, like he is the drug dealer. It would be the clear number one if we could go into TV. Zach's well, taking Walter White. Like you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna stop. Zach's I thought he might. He's like on the reach around. He took it. Fuck. He's in a film. He is in a film. No, I did. El Camino does not fucking count. If you, fucking, if you pull that Nick wow. Brown bullshit, Brian Cranston has wow. been in a film. We checked. Indiana Jones was a teacher shit right there. I, okay. I will say, last week I almost went with Mr. Burns because he's in the Simpsons movie and he's pretty evil in the Simpsons movie. But I feel like that would have been they're fucking shitty. teachers. The other thing I'm going to say teachers. is I oddly kind of shy away from like heavy drug use movies. And I don't know why, but this was a really hard category for me because, like, all the lists I looked for like to compile, I was like, I've not seen twelve of those fifteen <laughs> movies, so that's cool. Okay, at number two though, I just watched one the other day, um, and it was for the first time, and it was a long time coming. And this guy was the deal, even though he was only in it for a few minutes. And that's Gary Oldman's drug dealer character in True Love, True Romance, True Romance. True Romance. True Romance. Did you watch it because it just came out on HBO Max? No, actually. Funny enough, I didn't. I was like, I just had it on the list. I had it, and I finally hit it. And then I was like, oh, wonderful. It's on I thought about watching it the other night because I saw it was on. So I got to go there. Yeah, that's a good pick. I'm not sure that's number two material, but I, I do respect Drexel Spivey. <laughs> Gary Oldman with the uh, mm-hmm. weird Rastafarian. Oh, my God. Scar it's one of the coolest characters just it's so good. in movie history. Pretty wild. It's wild. All right, Nick, what we got? Here in the third. In the third, uh, I'm, this is for everyone out there, you know, because I'm here to to please you all. Best pick in the draft: Saul Silver, Pineapple Express, James Franco. That's a drug dealer, <laughs> and a, and he'll be your best friend. He'll be there for you. Unlike Oliphant. They'll just leave your ass in a ditch. Oliphant. Okay. I want to talk about Oliphant. With my with my first pick. I can't hear you, Zach, because you're bad at microphones. You know, I did a dumb thing today, and I wrote all my notes on the computer. Don't like it. I usually do pen and paper. It's much easier. Plus, we can't. But but now, at least with this form, we can hear you tapping on your keyboard, and it's kind of rhythmic. <laughs> yeah. And it's soothing, so we like that. ASMR-y. Quick Typing fingers. Somebody just absolutely went full climax when you tapped that K. (laughs) Guaranteed. Okay. I'm going to go with my first pick, and it's actually two people. I think this works. Oh, dude. I don't know. It's a good pick, but can we go too? I was Jane Silent Bob from uh, Clerks. I say we allow it, but I don't like that we are allowing it. I I I will say on my documentation, um, which, oh, I haven't even handed out yet. That shows kind of our, our order and stuff. Um, I did put drug dealer in the little S parenthesis, though. So I think it works. Drug dealers. Drug dealers is. You did that just for Jansen and Bob because you were hoping to snag them. Oh, I did. I had no. Once I was first picked, that's what I was saying. There was no chance they were coming back to me. So wrap it up. With my, with my, give me your panda with my second pick on the way back around, I'm going to go with Johnny Depp as George Young in Blow, which is. Not my favorite movie, but I think Johnny Depp kicks ass in it. 
So, so uh, go ahead. All right. Uh, damn. Penelope Cruz is evil in Blow. Yeah, she is. I mean, she's she turned in a drug dealer, which probably is the right thing to do. But she's still evil. <laughs> Penelope Cruz can do whatever she wants. <laughs> she knows it. Oh, Henry Hill. He got into uh, slinging them, slinging that yayo. Henry Hill, Goodfellas, Ray Liotta. Ooh, I like that one. I thought he might be a late round stealer at some point, but good call, good call. So, of the seven people that are on my list to start this draft, <laughs> five are gone. So that's going to put me in some trouble later. I better go get my uh, Beckett draft guide for best drug dealer movies and flip through it. Okay, so I'm going to take. Yeah, I think I got to go with Big Worm from Friday. <laughs> <laughs> he made my list. Big Worm, so good. Friday, Friday is one that we really should. Somebody's got to pull the trigger on at some point because it's just it, it absolutely does hold up. It's great, but I've actually seen Next Friday like way more oh, than dude, I've seen next the Friday, original Friday. Some parts of Next Friday kill me. Yeah, Next Friday. Oh, I mean, shit. T- one of the best, one of the most underrated sequels. Well, and 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 everybody was upset because with Chris Tucker not coming back for next Friday, but but Day Day comes in and so just good. starts stealing hey. scenes because uh, he is he is funny as hell. Yeah. So oh, it's up to me. I'm just here <laughs> just a lot Nate. of quiet. <laughs> staring your, at Nate, I was trying to look into his soul. What his, he, he his thought I was going to come in a steal. Well, let's see. There's one on my list, so you better. You're going <laughs> to. There's one guy left. Oh boy! So this is nice having the uh, the nice little reach around. Um, Oh boy, man. Okay, I've got man. There's some great ones on this list, but I'm first going to go with. Um, I mean, when you have uh, just a, a bunch of quotable lines, including "Sia wouldn't want to be uh and "Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change," Nino Brown, New Jack City, um, is a classic. Was a Snipes. Um, Ruthless gangster, but also, you know, trying to, like, make things better. But uh, he's he's kind of vicious. And yeah, a little bit of heart. A little bit of heart. But uh, Wesley Snipes uh, as as Nino Brown. Very classic drug dealing who gets his, unfortunately, in the end due to an old guy that he dissed. And then it swings right back around to you, Mr. Brad. And with my second choice, oh, man, 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 man. Okay, so <laughs> this is going to be maybe controversial for who people have seen this film. Um, and there is, I think, Muppet drug dealers. <laughs> <laughs> for our, our fellow listeners who uh, listened last week, yeah. Oscar the Grouch. I basically <laughs> dropped the ball Slang in the fourth in round. That that crack. Lost the draft in the fourth <laughs> round with the uh, the Muppets, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> man, I don't know which of these. This one would come back to me. <sighs> all right. You're on the clock. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go with from the, the there's a couple ways you could go with this movie. And I'm going to go probably the, the less traveled route. I'm going to go with Samson Simpson from Half-Baked. Uh, just 
one of the Clarence Williams. Clarence Williams, I think he's like the third or something. But he's <laughs> uh he is hilarious as Samson Simpson. He has limited time. Um, he's got a bunch of uh, uh, women in in uh, very little clothing who've got crossbows and ninja stars and stuff as his bodyguards. <laughs> I want to talk to Samson. <laughs> Fly me to the moon. When 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 uh, when Thurgood tries to fake his phone call, he's like, "Samson, it's your mama." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it's your sister, mama. Like, Shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what part of Jamaica? All right, that's my pick, Sam Simpson. All right, I'm going to pick the last person that I have available, and then I'm going to start searching Google. So uh, for my third pick, a solid one, one of the most memorable drug dealer scenes, not for the drugs, but for the drug counteracting measures, Lance in Pulp Fiction. Just coming through with that adrenaline to the heart. Just in a stabbing motion. <laughs> that might be one of my favorite pieces of acting ever. Is so good. When John Travolta, I, I got to stab her three times. Eric stole this out of his mind. No, no. <laughs> I got to stab her three times. Good stuff. That's that was. I was hoping for Lance to come back. All right. Um, so, for one of the more tense drug deals gone wrong, and one of the darker renditions of Jesse's Girl, we can thank Alfred Molina in Boogie Nights. God damn it! You guys are stealing my good ones. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, what an interesting dude he's got. That scene is fucking. He's Chinese, dude, throwing the firecracker. (laughs) So weird. And when 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 Todd starts losing his mind, like first, like they're like, Todd, what are you doing, man? And Alfred Murray's like, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. He's trying to like calm him down a little bit, but then uh yeah, shit goes south really quick. Tell him it's Jane. All right, my pick. Nick's pick. It is your pick. It is my pick. All right. We're gonna finish this off with a win here today, guys. Mm. And I'm looking for that first one. I'm, <laughs> it looks so fun when you guys do it. I'm going to go with Ricky. I'm not sure who plays him, but he's the neighbor kid in American Beauty. One of my favorite movies. Oh. Even though we're not allowed to talk about it anymore. I that's, a dark, that movie. that's a dark oh, horse yeah, right there. We're, we're not allowed to talk about it because of the spacey. Yes, because of the spacey factor. And also because in the movie itself, he... Uh, mm. He kind of uh, well goes full statutory rape fantasy. Yeah, that's probably a good reason not to. Yeah, he was pretty into it. So Ricky, uh, that's, that's, who, that's who he got his his pot from, right? Yep, it's, it's the, the neighbor his, kid yeah, that starts yeah. dating his daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and my last pick. Oh, and he stands there and like looks at him when he's dead too, right? Isn't he just like the one that like, discovers his dead body and just kind of like stares at him? And it's, like, and, yeah, really weird. he's the, the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. <laughs> Bag blowing in the wind. <laughs> uh, with my last pick, I am going... Clifton Collins Jr. as the drug dealer Rupert in Rules of Attraction. Dude, I I almost took it just to just because to try to get you back really? for trying to get uh, me. Last I knew week. it was going to be there at the end because I didn't think. Yeah, I was. I good. saw that and I was like, "Oh, Zach's going to pick this one." <laughs> you and your dude. Rules of Attraction is still one of the strangest movies that I thought I was going to really like. I'm going to talk. Was really filmed at <laughs> University anything, of Redlands. Anything oh, associated with Brett Easton Ellis is always yes. going to be a little See, wacky. But that movie Thriller. is so good. Have we talked? Have I? T- that it's part of it. Is filmed that it was filmed at Redlands. Redlands? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you got 
rules of attraction. We had Indiana Jones at Pacific. I mean, we know who wins this contest. Same, same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's pretty obvious which one of them was a teacher. <laughs> Indiana Jones just climbing out of the classroom. You're right. I can't see a pair Bullshit. of eyelids. To go on an archaeologist adventure. On the side of his teaching profession. <laughs> He's side He's job as archaeologist. He's got retirement, <laughs> fucker. And benefits. All right. Uh, so I found one that I really like. Um, wait, whose turn is it? Wait, I think turn. it's Nick's turn. Jesus. Oh, I'm second. Well, then I'm not going to say it. Yeah, you should. I wouldn't should. say it yet. I almost just took, <laughs> he almost just blew I almost took the pit. last one off my list. All right. I'm going my boy Denzel, Frank Lucas, American Gangsta. That's a good, that's a good, if, if slightly obvious. And Did you like that movie? Like, yeah. I didn't get, I never got into it. I tried. It's hard to not. Like, I tried to watch it a couple times. I don't think I ever got like it. it I just wasn't in the right mood. It, I watched through like season three. It's no, <laughs> <laughs> it's no trading. <laughs> all right. That's a, that's a Nate doesn't watch our movies all at once joke. Okay. Um, so I'm going with, this is a pick maybe just for me, but if you've seen the project, the movie Project X, which is a faux sort of like documentary about a party that gets out of control, which is a movie that I think is great on lots of fronts. And one of the things that makes it truly absurd is that T Rick, who is the who is the drug dealer in that, whose garden gnome full of pills gets stolen and then creates the climax of the movie when he shows up with a wait for it flamethrower and fucking torches the neighborhood in the party. And this was way before Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. yeah. It was amazing. So anyway, I'm taking T Rook and Rick in Project X. It's a great scene when they're oh. going through the party and they have the Eminem song playing. Like oh. that's a great take on a fucking Rager. Yeah. And, oh and, for sure. Yeah. And our boy, our boy, Miles Tella. I've, I've yeah. never the, seen this movie. It plays himself and then th- fucking swings the bat, breaks the gnome, and then the pills go everywhere. Uh, I thought you were going to say he showed up at the party and somebody punched him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's where True it was. Uh, that probably happened. Too. I haven't seen that movie yet. i got to put that it's on my good. list. It's, it's good. It's solid. I haven't seen it in years. Oh, boy. Do I go the Nick route? I think I have to. I think I have to with the last pick last week. It was the first pick was the, the, the movie that we all watched. Um, and this week it's going to be the last pick mm. goes to Todd Gaines from the movie. Go solid pick. Um, Timothy Oliphant, local boy for us, uh, just ruthless, evil, um, just got that dark side. They just, you just don't trust him, but, so you got the drugs. So eventually the we're going to do the girl next door on this pod. Cause I'm going to make us and that movie. I love in ways that, you know, people don't predict since it is about porn, but that's not why I love it. Um, and Timothy Oliphant in that is a slightly different version of the, I mean, I think he's a very similar character. His sideburns are the same, which makes him the same to me. Very pointy. Um, but he's grub, very pointy, but he's great. And like, I love this version of Oliphant and I think he doesn't do it enough. Like he's good in a lot of stuff and I love him in a lot of different roles. But like for me, this is the, this, the, this, these couple of characters are my favorite Oliphant. Yeah. Scummy Oliphant. 
just reeking of Modesto with his abs out. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, everybody, everybody from Modesto has crazy abs. Crazy abs. <laughs> we usually have that tattoos farm, that say Modesto that across them. So draft is done. Let's okay. go ahead and talk real quick about some uh, missing. There's there's some that I saw on the list that I just haven't seen. Uh, King of New York. Uh, yeah. uh, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken is Frank White. That's I, I watched some scenes from that, and yeah, he's he's pretty crazy evil in that one. Swanee, uh, Peter Mullen, Train Spotting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thurgood Jenkins could have been the the other choice for drug dealer for for Mister Nice Guy. Um, what else do we got? Uh, Lenny from uh, Strange Days. That's a weird one. That's a, that's a real weird one with Ralph Fien- uh, Ralph Fiennes. Fiennes. James James Franco in Spring Breakers. Uh, Alien. Uh, yeah. Oh, James so one that I forgot to write down was Absolute uh, Insanity. Um, um, Rafi from um, The League. Yeah. Uh, so in old and Bad Grandpa. Have you seen uh, that? Oh yes, yes, dude. Oh, and I, I totally can't forgot I missed to put that it one. Down. He's a, an amazing Bad Grandpa drug is dealer. an amazing movie. Oh my god! I, I laughed so hard that He's people thought they needed to land the plane dealer. on a flight back from the East Coast once. Another uh, Pineapple Express. You could actually take Gary Cole. Yeah. yeah. Ted Jones. Carlos Ayala in Traffic. He doesn't even show up on the IMDb. I had to like go like a deep search. His name's Stephen Bauer, who plays him, but. Um, yeah, Carlos. Ayala does is Javier Bardem and No Country for Old Men count as a drug dealer? Man, I thought no, about that. Assassin, I don't think you know? so. He's just like, like a, he's just a he's a killer mercenary, a Sicario. Yeah. Um, at Lil Z from City of God, Brazilian film that's just uh, basically like the youth gangs in in Brazil, and this kid starts off as just like a little fucking up people with guns and stuff, and then he grows to this big gangster, and of course he ends up getting killed by a little kid in the end. So I had an interesting one that I wouldn't be surprised if he was a drug dealer, but it's a it was a reach. So I didn't, you know. We like took the high, here. Marcellus Wallace, Pulp Fiction. You know that dude's a drug dealer, but <laughs> but they don't show him doing drugs. But he does. It kind of describes him in some of the like the the articles about it. Is he's kind of like he's a crime boss. Yeah, I mean, he, he has to sell drugs, but it's not all. I remember. Well, I know, remember the conspiracy is that he deals in souls. Don Corleone. Yeah. Don Corleone is also on my list for that same reason. Well, Corleone. I, mean, I, guess, I believe it's the <laughs> neck. Correct. Do they count as a drug dealer if they sold drugs at some point in their life? I think anybody that basically looks like they could be a drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> speaking, I, got, I don't know, but I'm just saying. Speaking like of not it, looking like a, drug, like a dealer, drug dealer, I didn't pick him. Jason Sudeikis from We're the Millers as David Clark. <laughs> oh yeah, pot dealer. Yeah. Oh, Ed Is that Helms. A drug? Ed Helms. Are these, also? Are these really drugs? <laughs> We're in a state where no regurts. Pa- no regurts. No right, right. <laughs> Not even a letter. <laughs> <laughs> <even> a letter. <laughs> All right. So let's go through the list real quick. We've got our, our team. So team one consists of Tony Montagna as Scarface, uh, Nino Brown, New Jack City, Samson Simpson from Half Baked, and Todd Gaines from Go. That's a good Number list. two's got Drexel Spivey from True Romance, Big Worm from Friday, <clears throat> Lance from Pulp Fiction, and T-Rick from Project X. Number three, Sal Silver, Pineapple Express, Henry Hill, Goodfellas, Rahad Jackson, Boogie Nights, and Frank Lucas from The American Gangster. And number four, Jay and Silent Bob from all of the Askew films, uh, George Young, Jung, Young, Jung, Johnny Jung? Depp, Blow, Johnny Depp. Uh, Ricky from American Beauty, 
and Rupert Guest Rules of Attraction. I just want to say that Zach, like almost fully half, just sold out here. I mean, he two of them were his, but this week he was he's playing he's playing to win. I can I can see it in those picks. I can hear it now. I haven't seen Rules of Attraction. <laughs> So yep. I have to eliminate that. <laughs> yep. It's probably going to be the He's gonna, but you're going to, but at least you're not going to be first out this time. <laughs> He's going to say the same thing for Project X. Uh, no, I, I, right I, I, well, I admit this is my weak, you know, weak spot. If I win this one, then I'm going to, I'm just going to really taunt you guys. So what you picked, you picked Girl Next Door and Project X? No. no. <laughs> yeah, but he might be probably, I guarantee you he was a drug dealer. He was a porn guy. He might have been, probably was a drug dealer on drugs. Well, we're going by Nick's rules. If he sold drugs at any point in his life, never in the movie, but at some point. If he ever gave a, gave a buddy of drugs and that guy eventually exactly. bought him a meal, he's a drug dealer. Technically. He handed him some aspirin. <laughs> All right. All right, folks, so now we are back. We are ready for our draft review. Um, we have our guest judge in here today. And our guest judge is going to be familiar to our uh, earlier listeners because we have back Scott Beck. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me back, guys. Good stuff. So Scott has had some time to look at our draft results, and he's going to be uh, making some uh, some decisions, removing some competitors from the competition, and then ultimately deciding on a winner. For our draft for the movie Go, again, the draft category was the most memorable drug dealers in movies. So, uh, Scott, first off, um, had you seen Go back in the day, and, and, and what were your, your thoughts, if you've done a recent rewatch or anything like that? Yeah, I remember that I'm not sure if I saw it in the theater or not long after. But I know it was around that time. Now, was this around the time of Pulp Fiction? Because I think it was pitched like, to me as I, kind of like... Like two or three years later, yeah. Yeah, so I think somebody pitched it to me like, it's kind of like Pulp Fiction, which when I watched it, it really wasn't. But it, other than the fact that it kind of jumps around and the has time. A, it has like the titles of the chapter. Right. Or yeah. Sarah yeah. Pauly looks like a young Uma Thurman. For <laughs> 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 that. Um, yeah, so... And I remember really liking the movie. And I remember the soundtrack... I thought uh, there's some really great songs on it. So I literally rewatched it about four hours ago after I got off work because I knew you guys were doing this and it was okay. (laughs) 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 It it was, it was good. And I swear to God, I was watching this and I go, okay, I I remembered zero. Yeah. So I had that same reaction. Like I, I'm sure I saw it and I was like, I remember the people that were in on the poster. Right. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. but I, man, I had a hard time remembering. Yeah. I remember, I remembered Oliphant because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his. And, and he, yeah. that, he actually just, that stuck in my brain from way back then. It's like, I remember liking that. And I didn't know who he was at the time. And, um, yeah. So, and I was watching this movie. I was like, wow, Jay Moore's in this. Okay, great. You know? And it was just, there's a lot of that going on. We were talking about that. Jay Moore just kind of, uh, uh, this is almost, it was considered his vehicle. Like this is like his kind of movie, but he really is not the big star in it, but right. Yeah. He, they, it, that, that whole subplot was just kind of weird. The whole, the whole pyramid, <laughs> pyramid scheme part. part. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. William yeah. Fickner kills it. <laughs> it's for sure. The wife just the mashed potatoes, just kissing the, <laughs> kissing the dude in the, in the kitchen, the guy from party of five. It's so weird. That's that like threw me off. That's it's like it's like I was hot on the trail of the weird like the husband's into some weird shit and then the wife being super weird I was like all right and then they threw me a curveball and I was like eh, I don't know if I buy it <laughs> so I, I think this is Olafant's like first big, big like reasonably big role I mean he's in 
He was in the buyer high production of Rent, I believe. No, this was like, yeah, this was early. I was looking at his IMDb. Was too. he in, so, in Scream 2 before this he was or in after? Scream after. I think that would have been Wait after, a minute. Yeah. It says he was in 94 episodes of Sex in the City. What? I don't yeah. remember this. No, so sometimes yeah. the, the IMDb listing shows how many oh, episodes there were. Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. Were. I can't read it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Brad. He played uh, Carrie Bradshaw's he, gay best he, friend. He does have kind of a big role in he was Scream 2. He watched He's in Scream 2, right? right. He, that's kind of actually his big... Yeah. That's his first really big one. He's on the poster. But, I mean, after that, go. Like, this is real early. This is early old. Yeah. yeah I'm, I remember hearing a story about Oliphant. And, Oliphant, Oliphant, whatever. Um, and he, he when Scream 2 came out, and this was in Modesto... Apparently there's a screaming, a screening there, a screaming, and after and spoiler, spoiler alert, um, at the end of the movie, he apparently he was in the audience. He taps a girl in front of him on the shoulder, and he says, "How's it feel to be sitting in front of the killer?" Oh, oh that's good. that's a legendary of course, story. Of course, that could be bullshit. But I've heard that story. I'm going to believe it. I want to believe it. I definitely want to it. I want to believe it, too. But a guy with abs like that doesn't have to make a like that. I'm, I'm pretty positive. Hey, I'll say our, 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 our Modesto actors, they, they come back and, and frequent Modesto on occasion. But, Renner doesn't. But really. I, I saw Renner at Tresetti's, all really? scarfed yeah. up and small. All right. If we were being real about it, I mean, Oliphant's a great actor, and Renner's an embarrassment. To the whole area. <laughs> I hate him what? in everything that he's in. Wasn't he's, he like, didn't he like win the Academy Award for Hurt Locker? Yeah. Or oh, he was yeah. up for he it. He was up for it. He was up it for won. it. And now he's making a ton of that Marvel Pretty sure problems. he didn't win. I think Hurt Locker won for Best Picture. I don't know if he won for Best Actor. No, because well. he's not a good actor. That's the main reason. <laughs> okay, cool. He's got a uh, Disney Plus series just about ready to drop, I think. I mean, I'm not here. I'm not like a Renner fan. Yeah, he's got that but Buffalo that, Trace. But I, I still want to do that. kind of a hot take. So, yeah. I just don't his Half a glass of Buffalo Trace and... I don't like the guy that plays Hulk. Angry. I don't like the guy that plays Hulk, and I don't like Jeremy Renner. That's a take I'll fight you about. Those are my two guys I don't like. I'll be right behind you. I'll take you down, bro. Seriously, though, the the reason we have you on the pod today is how long have you been dealing drugs? (laughs) I wanted to get to this. You guys have had me on a few times, and a couple of them were music-based, and it made sense. And then I get the call for this. (laughs) <laughs> like what the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah, you got an you got an eight ball you can sell us. <laughs> hey, by the way, before we get too far into this, Scotch Beck here has an album dropping. Shit, yeah, I, I yeah. was and I was just telling a story off off the off the air that I want to share, which is that I, I shared a post about this, and about like three hours later, my seventy three year old mother called me and was like. What was that thing you shared? I loved it. I just loved the sound. It was just a really good song. So, killing it with that yeah. senior crowd. That's that's the that's crowd I'm, I'm, I'm for? aiming yeah. for. Target yeah. demos on uh, the So, you call it California farmer rock, right? Yeah. Which I love as a description. I mean, it's like people don't, most people don't even know there are farmers in California. Are you trying to kill the album before it releases? Or is this actually a promo? <laughs> no, it's a promo. I'm just, I'm just saying like, I, my, my point if is you are a 70 year old woman. No, my, if you my, like, rock, my point is that like, my point is that like, even my mom who like is, <laughs> it is not the target demographic. And I would not expect was like, I dig that stuff. Like I dig that song. I dig the stuff that I'm getting. So just imagine what his target target demographic is going to think they're going to lose their minds. Their panties are wet, also. Just, just absolute. <laughs> it's pandemonium. It sounds amazing. I've heard it's a great album of many songs, and uh, it, it sounds great. And I was joking with Scott before, you know, when he got here, that I was embarrassed to say that I 
don't have a way to play the CD that I bought from him <laughs> a couple weeks ago. And so, uh, you know, if you buy a CD, I don't know if Scott can kind of uh, explain it. You might uh, find yourself with a free download, but he assured me that I'll be getting that download so I can right. listen to the full songs and not just the previews. But uh, there's some, uh, it's a, there's a lot of songs on there. Like I, I forget a good like album, like listening to like a nice friggin' full ass album. Yeah. Well, you, right. don't, you don't get a lot of like 16, 18 no, song like, albums anymore. They don't no. exist. Well, yeah, they don't make albums anymore. They, no. they hit, you know, they do singles and, and I still love an album. I, some yeah. of my favorite band creations are an album. Is it a concept album, Scott? In a way it is. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much just ups and downs of my relationships over the last 20 years because like one of the songs I wrote when I was, you know, 22 years old. Oh, so this is the, see, this is what I love about debut albums is that you can take, you know, you take your, your greatest hits from like 20 years. Yeah. And that's why they they call it the sophomore album slump, right? Because Uh then all of a sudden they're like, okay, you got six months, write 10 more good songs. Uh And you're like, fuck, it took me 20 years to come up with all these songs. (laughs) Yeah, that is, it is definitely something that you notice with bands, you know, they have this great debut and then usually they're out touring and they don't have time to write the next one. Exactly. Next time they get to the studio, like, okay, what the hell do we do now? Oh, Use yeah. all their good stuff over the years. Like vanilla ice. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, just like vanilla like ice. That's who I think um, of when I think of Scott Speck is vanilla ice. Vanilla ice doesn't care what happens in his music career. He can fall back on his drywall career. He's That's got a good. show doing drywall. Yeah, first album, Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> so I know you can get it on all the normal places, right? Like right. iTunes and such. But if you want to just go raw dog it, Go straight to scotchbeck.com, right? I, I thought he was going to say Napster. You can go to It is available. I really want to raw dog fuck Scott. It's available. You can go illegally download Napster. Spotify is, is, is the Napster of yes, 2000. We'll, we'll put the illegal download link in the <laughs> Scotchbeck.com, and you can get it all, or you can uh, probably ask him for a CD that you can't play, but the art's beautiful. So. Right. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, and it, the uh, July twenty seventh is the official launch okay, date. Cool. And um, you can get the previews now, so go listen to yeah. them. If, if if you happen to be listening to this, you're not going to be listening. Isn't it great that Nate is just pandering again for the second week in a row? He's like, hey, but he doesn't. Scott, let me butter you up a little. Scott doesn't, but he doesn't know, know who's the know. Scott doesn't. Scotty doesn't know, guys. Oh, Scotty, Scotty, Scotty doesn't. doesn't know. Scotty doesn't. Know. We we never ruin who's who's <laughs> hey. who's is who's no, while we're talking no, about no. it, yeah. do we? Poker faces. <laughs> All right, let's get Complete on with this because I want I want to know uh, that I won. All right, so Scott, you are our judge. So uh, looking this draft, of course, is four round snake draft, and the the draft start off with. Tony Montaigne from Scarface with the first pick. Do you agree that that is a, a solid first pick? Slam dunk, home run. We all four agree. One of yeah. one, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely. Top of my list as well. Um, this, so all four of the ones I came up with were all on here too. Um, and I will say, so I, I came up with kind of a, a couple new things for my grading here. Ooh. So, I already know who the winner is, so if somebody screws up and tells me who, you know, who tries to tell me who they are, like, yeah, I'm looking at you. We do that. (laughs) He's looking at, uh, let the record show he's pointing at Zach. Because one thing about movies and me is I hate spoilers, and I hate spoilers when it comes to this draft. And he hates Zach. So I took my time. (laughs) My my, my votes are in, and you guys cannot Uh, change anything. All right. So I like that. Oh, I like that so much. I can't even fuck it up because I'm pretty sure I've lost all the drafts because I fucked them up. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I know which one is yours. (laughs) And you did not not win. (laughs) 
Definitely not because of the picks. Okay, and I also so I came up with this neat little grading system where I was going to give you know A's, B's, and C's, and I was like, okay, it's great. I'll I'll put you know somebody will get a C and that'll knock them out, whatever. And you guys killed it on this thing, man. I had all A's across the board. Of course, there's some pluses and minuses, and one B. Oh, <laughs> oh, who got the B? Fuck. Now, B's. fuck. Which one does B rhyme with? <laughs> Z. <laughs> something, something else new that I did. So there was actually only four movies that I haven't seen out of all this, which is different than most of the drafts that I've, I've graded here. And what I did this time was each one of these characters, I went on YouTube and found a scene. Oh, I like it. Oh, and, that's dope. And so based on that scene... And it could be, maybe I happen to Google a bad scene. Well, it's the top scene, and if it's a shitty scene, then obviously they, that's not that great. You're fucking profession. Google so, fucked me. And usually the drug dealer is going to have, like, one scene. They yeah. all, they, 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 they all did, yeah, all exactly. four that I looked up. Okay, so um, I'm going to go team by team. Okay. And just kind of, I won't give the exact grades, but I'll just definitely say what my thoughts on them real quick. Tony Montana, obviously, amazing. Okay, Nino Brown from New Jack. I have not seen New Jack City. Me neither, Scott. Okay. So, um, well, I already, I, I, it doesn't matter, Nick. <laughs> um, but I, look, I checked out the scene, the scene where he's in the, in the, in the, in the boardroom, and, and he ends up, you know, getting change or whatever. He's, he's going to make change. Sit your $5 ass down yeah, exactly. before I make change. A great scene. Uh, <laughs> so, that, was, that, that definitely brought it into the A category. Uh, Samson Simpson was on my list. Samson. Samson Simpson. <laughs> Great movie. Now, I want to know, is, was this draft, is it already under protest? Because you guys always have it under protest. Does somebody pick, like, non-drug? Nick tried to cheat. We have weekly protest. Nick just inspired. Mine are still pending because there's no case against <laughs> any of them because they were all fucking teachers. There are loads of lawyers that have already been I, I thought are, somebody was. I right thought now. somebody was going to pick, like, Dave Chappelle and the other guys, but they aren't drug dealers. They're fundraisers. Fundraisers. For and Kenny. so I thought you guys would get into an argument with that. But anyway, uh, you pick Samson. That's an amazing pick. And Todd Gaines from Go, which is the, the, the movie that we were just discussing. Mm. Low-hanging fruit. The fact that I didn't like the movie that much kind of hurt it, but I love Oliphant, so that kind of gave it some points. Number two, Drexel. Amazing pick. I had him on my list. Love True Romance, one of my all-time favorite movies. Big Worm! <laughs> <laughs> Big Worm. Obviously, I love that pick. Lance from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Again, yeah. amazing pick. Now, Project X, I have not seen. Is that one of those steady cam movies with like like a single? Yes. See, I started watching it a and I hated picture. it because I, I just can't, I, those movies drive me nuts. But I looked up the scene. Motherfucker's got a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> and that shit was badass. He wants his, he wants his gnome back and he's pissed off. So. Uh, that uh, that definitely helped oh, the score. Shit. Saul Silver, Pineapple Express. Amazing opening scene with James Franco. Just so many lines. I didn't love the movie, but I, it was. I, I just had, the ending was weird for me, and and it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I do remember him, and it was he was great. Henry Hill and Goodfellas, amazing movie, of course, and memorable character. Uh, we got. See, I didn't even know that was his name in Boogie Nights. That's Alfred Molina's character? Yeah. Had no clue. Yep. Um, Sister Christian get, makes that a, a slam dunk. <laughs> that, whole, that whole scene is just unreal. And the 
little bombs blew going do, everywhere and do, 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 do. <laughs> so good. Uh, and Frank, okay. I have, I don't know if I've seen American gangster. I've seen parts. I'm, I, I'm not super familiar with it, but the scene I looked up that he, when he shot Idris Elba in the head <laughs> and he's walked back to the table and like, okay, what was I talking about? <laughs> it was cold as ice. And that was huge points. So Jane silent, Bob, amazing pick. Not a huge fan of Clerks, but still a great pick. Super memorable characters. Some of the best. Uh, George uh, Young, Blow. I actually had that on my list. Mm-hmm. It was a very memorable movie. Oh, Movie's yeah. kind of a bummer, but um, actually it's a real bummer. But. Fucking Penelope Cruz. <laughs> um, Ricky and American Beauty. <laughs> awesome character. Great movie. Uh, Rupert. Rules of Attraction, never heard of that movie. Don't know what that movie is. Looked it up. This is Zach's team. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you picked for the fans this time. The scene I found, the scene I found was them in the kitchen. Oh, it's amazing, right? And it was pretty great, but it was also kind of hokey and kind of cheese ball. You got to see it in context. He's on a lot of cocaine. I I bet. (laughs) I said, I said, I go. I just can't wait for Scott to play here and tell me he's never seen Rules of the <laughs> you, know, you know how they used to like colorize movies, like to add color to the black and white movies? Zach's going to make a company where he just takes movies and adds cocaine to them. It <laughs> <laughs> was your old movie. Now we added cocaine. Let's see what happens. This so is an old better. joke on the previous iteration of Bev's where I liked all movies with cocaine references. <laughs> Someday those will come out of the vault. So that got a B. Oh, the only B. That's a fucking surprise. <laughs> Everyone in the audience is like, holy shit, Ed Norton and Brad Pitt are the same guy? <laughs> <laughs> fucking spoiler. Um, so my grades. All right. Team one, A plus, Tony Montana, A minus, New Jack City, Samson Simpson, A plus, Todd Gaines and go, A. All right. Team two, A plus is all across the board. Oh my God. A pluses? Lord. Motherfucker. Number three, <laughs> got an A, A plus, A plus, A plus. Uh, he lost <laughs> it by the first pick? The first pick. Who was which was Pineapple who? Express. Really? It just, oh, I, yeah. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't give it the A plus. I really like the new scoring system. But team two Fuck. is absolutely the, yeah. Fuck. Nate wins every time. Again, no, win every time. This is the I won the first time last week, and again to this time. Although that isn't in fairness, that is fifty percent of the drafts he's done. So, did you give George uh, essentially it's Jung an A plus? I'm just curious. Um, I give that an A just because the movie was such a bummer. Just for reference. So, so essentially, if you're betting, if you're a betting fan of Bev's, and there is clearly a market for this. You basically want to, it's even money, Nate against the field is where yeah. we're at. Right? And, I have two wins. You have two wins. The best <laughs> odds. even right now. Right, like I said, episodes. Nate against the field. I don't know who, who's the, in the field. The the worst, in the field. The worst odds the you can get are Zach for fourth place. <laughs> <laughs> but you also can win a Big lot money more if Zach you comes through. Odds are exactly. big. Exactly. You, exactly. Where do you get a champagne bottle? When you get a third, we're popping. Oh, we're <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Spray it all over the equipment. We don't give a fuck. Fucking confetti just comes out of the fake flowers. Oh. Oh man! Yeah, I mean, there was just, there was just too many. Like, I mean, the fact that True Romance is one of my all time favorite movies. Big Worm is such a great character from Friday. Pulp Fiction is one of my all time favorite movies as well. And then that flamethrower scene just 
was the thing that kind of threw over the top. Almost I thought that Project Lance. X was going to lose it for him because I didn't think I knew you hadn't seen it. You I know. see that scene though, Nick and it is, it. it is pretty Nick wild. Said He's Scott's just never legit seen Project lighting X. up a neighborhood yeah. with a blow to I mean, a flamethrower. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's ca- wild. We're counting on the new scoring system, and and uh, that's good to know. know. And, and, that's good and, to know for the future. For for my win here, for for the for the what helped me was that that part of the movie, the camera angle is from a helicopter. So the scene, a lot of the scene probably wasn't the shaky camera bullshit. Right. Like the better stuff. Absolutely. Can we, can we make a rule that. (laughs) Yes. I want to hear this. No, I've got a rule. I've got a rule that I think think will even the playing field. (laughs) Okay. If you will. No one knows who the judge is until after the draft. So that I way you I can't pander like a oh, little bitch. Oh. Like some of our people here do. Not me and how, how not we, me and Braids. Ever, somebody's got to know or One, we yeah. just will have nobody arrange a judge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the guy who picks has an advantage. Well, hey, hey, yeah. who, who's the judge? <laughs> We're going to go to like five people. Whoever gets here first. <laughs> We're going to call the judge during the pod. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you available? Nope. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sad, sadly enough, I always am. Uh, <laughs> Scott's like, I'll be right over. <laughs> Oh, dude! Just like well, we're available right now, man. I'm, I'm, I just am feeling pretty good about this. I feel like Scott and I are really on God one way. Damn it! Scott's got homework. You need to go home and rent the uh, James Vanderbeek classic. Yeah, <laughs> rules of Brett Easton Ellis yeah. pen, City. so that you can see oh, that movie in attraction, attraction and be very confused. Just the opening scene in reverse with the Cure playing is just it's it's a great movie. I thought I got Todd Gaines as a steal with the last pick of the draft. I thought I thought that was the. I, gonna I, put it over the top for me. I'm 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 not a fan of picking the movie that you guys are talking yeah, about. Exactly. Pander. I thought it was out okay. of the question yep. to pick that. Yeah, you pander. said you would have liked Nick's draft last week. So the, he picked number one, <laughs> Lumberg. Well, that's different. When we do, <laughs> it's fucking Lumberg. Legend. When we do Muppets Take Lumberg. America, you can't pick Kermit the Frog as the most memorable frog in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> Miss Piggy against yeah. the fucking rules. Well, uh, Scotty, uh, we got you a plug, but you know your album is coming out here uh, in the July and. And uh, Scotch Beck, the ballad of Bosco Jenkins. Bosco Jenkins. So thank you once again, as always. But uh, before we ask you to leave, hey, what is our our next movie? I think it is going to be Nick is up. You got a pick? What kind of fucking inspirational movie you got for us, buddy? What are we going to be thinking right now? All right. So reference the movie last week in our draft hmm. with our... Uh, mm. Bosses, we got a boss involved, huh? With our bad boss. So if you guys want to pause the pod and go back to the previous pod, no, go ahead. What do we got? <laughs> they they know they watch. They know exactly uh, my picks because you know it was it was uh, the asterisk winner of it all. Like everyone everyone knows it. The big old asterisk. Oh hell yeah! I think I know where we're going. It's a Barry Bond size asterisk. But we're going sports Bonds. movie, and we're going to Cleveland. Oh, oh really? We're going major league. <laughs> Fired up as he's all be. pissed that Katie hadn't seen it, so he's like, and I'm gonna watch it and make her watch one it. of the more <laughs> understated blue collar working head coaches in the history of uh film, Lou Brown. We're going oh, with yeah. most memorable movie coach. Oh, Ooh. I like oh, it. Shotgun on the time, Ted Lasso, the, bitch, the time. <laughs> straight to the TV. <laughs> No fucking around this pod. We're going right to most memorable movie co- movie coach. Let's let's fucking do it. This so major league is, most like memorable a, movie. That's coach. a large that pool pick. of coaches to pool from. Deep deep pool. Clear eyes, full hearts. I don't know. I know that's TV too. That is good stuff. I'm fired up. Yeah, buddy. Brad can right. pick his his coach from that '70s titular classic slap, slap shot. shot. <laughs> 
We got a, a my player dude coach. Paul Newman, player player salad dressing, Mr. Yo. Silver Eyes. Player himself. coaches count, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So do we need to clarify anything with coach? Coach manager. We got most Gordon Bombay dog. What's most up? Memorable coach. So of any coach. sport. Rodney Dangerfield from Lady Lady, Lady Bugs. Lady <laughs> John Candy I mean, Cool Runnings. There's a lot 100%. of picks on the table. All right. I mean, I think we might need to increase the draft rounds for this one, possibly. Billy Bob Thornton. We're going to go over five or six We're going to go to a super draft? A five or six round. Okay, stay tuned. We may go super draft. You, you always got to increase it by two. You got to go to, to a, no, let's a go six. I, so. say, I'm, I think we might consider six. We're talking sports. I mean, we're. I think we can go deep. I, I'm, I'm for that. I mean, we'll I, do I'll, some research I, in I'll win in back. any format. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can make picks that no one's seen the movie in any format. <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever you guys Zach's going to do him you know what I mean everyone out there Zach's going to Zach's going to pick for himself you can count on that I pick Tupac from the titular classic above the rim as the coach oh yeah he does he Birdie. coaches the bad guys yeah Fush. they pull guns out on the court it's pretty wild in case you haven't seen it that's Nick. a classic <laughs> so as we end this episode uh, we had a a very sad day for the uh, the Best Video Kingdom family as we lost a longtime friend, um, somebody who we've had shared many great memories and laughs, and uh, that is Stacey Finch. Without a doubt, a card-carrying member of Bev's Video Kingdom at some point in her life, without a doubt. 100%. Yeah, she definitely frequented the Bev's. And it's funny, it tells you a little bit, well, two things I want to say, just real quick. One, Stace would have loved... Bevs in the sense that like there's all kinds of good sort of off color topics and shit talking and Stace was you know she was kind of a special one for me in the sense that you know of all my friends especially the the women that I'm still friends with from I mean we, we met in preschool and she was just like you know she said fuck better than anyone ever knew it was one of the things it's funny you know, it's like funny the things you kind of remember but like I'll miss her like rolling through the gate and being like you know just fuck you know, it's like she's pissed about something. You know, like that's the things you miss sometimes. You know, it's like she was a sweet and sunny person, but but that and another thing is like kind of give you a sense of the Bev's like universe. Like we we really it is a small town. Brad and I literally met her when we were three years old in preschool, and we've known each other and knew her that long. Nikki, you know, was younger, but then recently married her cousin, you know, and and her first cousin and. And Zach uh, became friends with her sort of independently through sort of a crew, but also like coached T-ball with and coached her, her kids and coached with her husband. And so, you know, it's like that's the kind of place we're in, you know, and, and Stace was was special to all of us in lots of different ways and was a friend. And so, you know, we're going to miss her. Um, and, uh, and she's somebody that uh, definitely means a lot to, to all of us and to a lot of other people. And so to you, Stace. Well, cheers to Stacey on the uh... – her passing and, and we miss it, girl. She would make fun of me for having Love you, Stace. Love She you definitely Stace. would make she fun would of me. Definitely <laughs> talk shit about your pink drink. Start